seven and six. It kept the, you know, I know they would say, oh, well, he kept the tag applied. He could have kept the tag applied and not straddled the home boy. You know what I mean? He could have moved his leg. So. Oh, it was yeah. fine. It's just. I'm just saying. Ramirez just mean, had a little. It, it, just wasn't, it wasn't necessary. Nothing wrong. He didn't need to <laughs> get to that yeah. extreme. You know what I'm saying? Nothing but, wrong. Bills in a last second field goal or a last second touchdown by Aaron Rodgers to take the division. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another great Let's Talk Sports show. I am your host, Bodkins. Man, uh, Super Wildcard Weekend is in its final game. Uh, the Bucks are up on the Eagles right now. Uh, Bills and Steelers just finished. Bills, I mean, I was the only one on this panel that picked the Bills, I believe, plus 10. Uh, so I had that one. Uh, Steelers, Mason Rudolph realized he was Mason Rudolph. Everything levels out, folks. Joe Flacco realized who he was. Mason realized who he was. Um, and Bills roll. Uh, Chiefs headed to Buffalo. Patty Mahomes will have his first playoff road game uh, next weekend, next Sunday. Uh so Saturday games, both one seeds, I'm surprised, play next Saturday. So it'll be Ravens, Texans, 49ers, Packers. Speaking of my Packers, we're bringing the guys in. Um, I do want to make one small apology. And that might be every Packers fan. And as much as we've bitch and moaned, we all need to apologize to one Brian Gutekunst. That's right, Goody. You got it right. We all apologize. You drafted Jordan Love three three years ago. Every one of us, every single Packer fan that I have ever come across to hated the pick at the time. Ty Schmidt, huge Packer fan on the biggest show uh, on TV, Pat McAfee show, yelled, God damn it, after that pick. I think we both uh, yelled it simultaneously. Love my wife. She said three years from now, baby, you're going to be rooting for Jordan Love. And uh, turns out she's right. And Goody, you was right. Everybody said we need to go get receivers. We need to go get receivers. You need to go get receivers. Said, now nah, we're, we're going to stick with what we got. Have developed a great young core. Now, my only complaint is still uh, maybe we should still get rid of our DC uh, and Joe Barry. It is Joe Barry season, though. Uh, this is where Joe does a really good job. And then. The first, like I said, I explained this earlier. Joe Barry does awful the first eight games. Last eight, second of the season does great. He might have another job next week after last or next year after this year. But we all anyway. By the but anyway, we all owe Brian Gutekunst an apology. Uh, he was right. He let Aaron go, and this offense seems to be better. Uh, we are one more games with this essentially the same team, a younger team than this year than we did with Aaron Rodgers and a first time quarterback. So, Brian Gutekunst, from this Packer fan, Nicholas Ryan Bodkins, I apologize, sir. He was right. He was right. Now, nonetheless, we got a big show uh, coming in tonight. Uh, and that's, uh, we're going to have our first hour. We're going to have Jim join us. In the second hour, Jonathan Grisham will join us. Uh, a couple of the guys are gone. Scott is uh, helping Bill Belichick pack his things out of New England. So, he won't be joining us. Uh, and... Um, 
Sam is packing uh, Mike Rapes things out of Tennessee. They're all having a big ritual and crying and sharing, swapping stories. But we do have a couple guys whose two teams played against each other uh, this uh, past weekend. Uh, that is none other than Mr. Yankee Finn, Johnny Cruz, and none other than Mr. Uh, Tanner Dawson, the uh, Mr. Buffoon, who continues to hate on my Packers, and they continue <laughs> to prove him wrong. Over and over again, baby. <laughs> What's go going pack, on, man? Go, baby. Go, pack, go. <laughs> don't don't yes, come on now. Don't jump on our bandwagon now. Don't jump on our bandwagon now. If you beat the 49ers, I don't care what you say. I might have to jump on. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. No, like you're not allowed. Cowboys, you keep picking against us, Tanner. You keep picking against us. I will. Because- Next week, I'll pick it again. <laughs> Just for you. Just for hey, that simple every, fact. Hey, yeah, please do. Please do. Please do. <laughs> it, it is working towards, it is working for us. It is working for us. Whatever whatever juju oh. you got, um, haterade, keep drinking it. Uh, because it's it's working for us. I, I didn't. I told you guys I don't care, and I don't care. I said this too, and we'll get to you guys. I want to get your thoughts, Tanner, on your Chiefs. Uh, but I said that I don't care who wins. If we if we lose, we'll probably get blown out by the 49ers, My initial thought, nope. um, but, but you know, you got a show beforehand. Aqua Orange. He'll give you the full take. I watched beforehand. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or catch catch last or, night's Bodkin <laughs> show. He uh, we, you know, he yeah, hinted about <laughs> yeah, hinted about watching the Aqua and Orange about thirty times, yeah. and uh, gave us a good take there. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, initial out. thoughts on the Chiefs. <laughs> Saturday night, cold Saturday night in Kansas City. Go ahead, Tanner. Yeah. Hey, I was impressed as, you know, it's the kind of start we needed, the kind of coming out and take care of business game that we needed. Offense looked good. Uh, Travis Kelsey, God for sakes, dude, catch a damn ball. You know, for, for God's sakes, if you come out short sleeve, you better catch everything. So um, I wish he played better uh, overall on the that aspect, but. I can't be mad. Defense played exactly the way they've been playing all season long. Um, and overall, I was pretty happy. I was happy with the the win, the way happy it looked. Um, you know, no Tony, didn't matter. Uh, hard yeah, what, what was uh, Tony healthy scratch for? Uh, he still has a knee injury. So, I mean, he's in the Andy Reid doghouse for a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. He might get activated this next week against Buffalo, but again, it sounds it sounds to me more like it's just the Andy Reid doghouse. Like, hey, you blew your chances, dude. Uh, me, Cole, not finishing the route was kind of disappointing. I know Chris Jones kind of approached that uh, issue there from the bench. Uh, to me, Cole, uh, sh- if if you would have just finished the damn route, he might have gotten his flag you was hoping for. But instead, he just he just stopped because he got held. It's like it's like get over it, dude. Uh, overall, I, I didn't think it was a bad game overall. The refs didn't really take over. As I, as I was expecting in this game, and uh, good, I was solid overall. We're good. Right now to the Buffalo. Now to Buffalo. I mean, we'll preview that game on, on Thursday. But what's uh, initial initial reaction here? As Kansas City's dominated them in the playoffs. Love it. Love it. But I'd actually game's... rather have them than, than the Texans. Uh, and I've been saying it all year long. I don't think Buffalo's been that good they've gotten lucky they beat some bad teams uh you know we should have beat them we should be at arrowhead technically next week but there's a guy that you know saw the front of the ball 
when he was lining up and decided I wasn't offsides yet. So, uh, and that, that kind of, that cost you arrowhead. So, uh, in the end, but Buffalo has been playing really well. They've been kind of on a, a turn as well. Um, you know, now, now it's the classic classical matchup that we've uh, seen the last four years. Buffalo KC this time it's in Buffalo's turf. Maybe it's maybe it's Buffalo's turn, right? Maybe Buffalo gets this dub here. Um, but I don't expect uh, uh, Stefan Dix to be much of a much of an option after uh, what Legarius needed Tyreek Hill on on uh, Saturday night. I think you're going to see the same thing with Snead, uh, Snead going after Stefan Dix, just like he did against Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. You name it, the biggest receivers this guy has stopped. And I think Stephon Diggs coming out, but they have two dynamic tight ends that our linebackers and our coverage has to has to count for. You know, uh, it's, they've been playing really well. They played really well today. So if you can figure that out, the receivers, I'm not worried about the receivers too much. It's just the dynamic tight ends and then controlling, uh, you know, um, oh, what's that one guy? Josh Allen. Yeah, that guy uh, from running the ball. It's going to be fun. I think overall it's going to be a close game, close just like it always is. It's going to be one of those back and forth to the very last second freaking ball games. But that's just what it is. Always with them. So good. Bills, looking forward. Bills to- banged up in the middle in middle linebacker too. They had another guy go down again. Everybody so. banged up. I, I know yeah. Chiefs are healthy, but and they lost a couple linebackers. They lost. They have a safety still out or two. Like their defense has just been, you know, next man up, and they've been still, real, you know, pretty decently getting stops when they need it. So, you know, it's it's going to be up to this offense uh, again. Chiefs offense, can you come out? Can you score? If you don't score, that our defense can is only able to hold so much of this physical physical offense at the Buffalo run. So, um, it, it comes back down to Mahomes and game. Kelsey, clean up his drops. Can you clean up your drops finally, dude? Because you're gonna have to be a weapon in this game. So especially with linebackers out, you know. Uh, so, but yeah, that's that's my take. I love it. I love the matchup. I'd rather them in Houston. Uh, I think Houston just has that weird. I'm gonna go out and play kind of mentality, you know. And, and they're like Green Bay. I said this last night, and it, to to me, what makes like if you're a Houston fan, a Packers fan, uh, you're not supposed to be here. You weren't, you didn't have, we weren't supposed to have a seat at the table this year and you, you've made a seat. You know what I mean? Those are the most fun years. There's no expectations. Uh, so if you're a Texans fan, a Packers fan, like this is probably my favorite year. One of my favorite years in a long time. Cause there's no expectations. We're here. There is. That's it. We made a, we made our room at the table. We slapped somebody said, get the hell up off our seat. And we're, we're, we're at the table. We weren't supposed to, we're supposed to be sitting at the table. And then you we both go against the number one seeds, you know, yeah. like the Ravens who played really well all year, the 49ers, you know, it's going to yeah. be fun. I think the Texans were projected after last year to pick top two or three again this year. So mm-hmm. kudos again to D'Amico Ryans, who I think, uh, you know, if we do our, if we get time to do our awards on Thursday would be, I, I could believe would be our consensus coach of the year. Johnny, any rebuttals to that? No, I mean, not many rebuttals except for the, you know, Calm down on the Ladarius need, you know, step stopping Stefan Diggs. There's, there's, there's a big difference between Tua and Josh right? Allen. And as a Dolphin fan, I will admit that. I'm just saying. Every receiver, be... number one receiver, he's faced every legit receiver, and they have yet to go off on him this year. All right. I mean, Tariq still scored a touchdown yesterday, but I mean, or yeah. two days ago, yeah. but it is, it is. coverage. Lone safety <clears throat> okay. coverage. 
what you expect, right? right? I, I mean, I expect it to be a good game as far as the Buffalo Kansas City game. It's gonna be interesting. Who are you rooting uh, for that uh, one, Johnny? That's a double edged sword there for you. The I team that beat you are your division. I mean, I, you know, do you just want a blizzard to hit the stadium? Tanner's here just to piss Tanner off. I, I would go Buffalo to beat Kansas oh, City. Bills. No, but I, I, I don't know, man. I just want to see a good game, which I've had the pleasure of seeing, you know, unfortunately, but fortunately I've been able to see the last few years. It's a good matchup. You know, saying it's two of the, two of the best quarterbacks in, in the league, two of the best teams. Uh, <clears throat> the fact that it's in Buffalo instead of Kansas City is going to be interesting. Mahomes' first road playoff game, which is – that's an, a ridiculous stat that uh, he hasn't played a road playoff game in, in his first five years. Um, but it's gonna be fun to see. It's gonna be interesting. Buffalo, I know they beat Pittsburgh and Mason Rudolph today. They beat us in Week 18. They beat the Giants and they beat the Jets, leading you know dirt down this last stretch here. So they've taken care of the team that they were supposed to beat. I don't know if they've been dominating the teams. Uh, they did look pretty good today, but again, dominating it was Mason Rudolph. It was Mason. Ruda. Exactly, <laughs> they, they beat the Dolphins, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But um, but it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, if if Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over, then I think Buffalo has a really good chance to win this game. Um, if he turns the ball over and gives Kansas City and uh, Patrick Mahomes any extra possessions, then, I mean, I think he'll make a pay if, if guys can catch the ball. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, overall, as far as the Kansas City-Miami game, it was it was about a, a, as, as ass as, as you can uh, think of as a Dolphin fan for you, Mr. Bench. Again, check out the, the show from last night, a recap show on the Baga Show, or check out uh, Aqua and Orange Insights from today. Uh, yeah, we, we had our <clears throat> we had our fill uh, of Dolphins takes on that show. Um, but my, my main thing, and, and, you know, for the most part on, on the panel there, you know, saying the show, shout out to Alex and Byron. Um, Tua, Tua didn't step up when we needed him to step up. You know, was it, you know, uh, there was a lot of talk about the play calling. Well, is Mike McDaniel limited on his play calling because his quarterback is limited? So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, they just didn't play well. The offense hasn't played well the last several weeks. Uh, I gave the stat last night. I gave it today on the show. <clears throat> they scored 15 points in the second half of the last four games. That is horrible for the supposed number one offense, you know, for, for the majority of the season. So the offense let us down. The defense, who had a ton of injuries, actually kept us in the game for the most part, held the Chiefs to a few field goals there. But, again, offensively, we couldn't do shit. So it was just a, a pathetic showing uh, for a playoff game on the road. <clears throat> so that's what happens when you don't handle your business during the regular season where you could have been hosting playoff games instead of having to go on the road and play a playoff game. So – it is what it is. On to next year for the Dolphins. Um, as far as what's going on now, like I said, I'm looking forward to that Chiefs game. I'm looking forward to to see what C.J. Stroud, you mentioned D'Amico Ryans. I think C.J. probably gets all of our vote for rookie of the year. Um, <clears throat> so it'll be interesting to see what the Texans can do against that, that Baltimore team. You know, Lamar Jackson, probably the MVP, hasn't had the best of success in the playoffs. Is he able to get a win against this you know, up-and-coming Texas team, or does he choke? You know, I I like Lamar Jackson, but at the same time, he hasn't won a play. You're saying he hasn't done well in the playoffs. So until I see it, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be rooting for the Texans anyway. Shout out to the Just Fans guys, just you know, just to for them to be happy, just to see what uh, CJ Stroud and, and the Texans can do. But uh, that's gonna be quite a task for them to go into Baltimore and beat a, a 
arrested and ready to play Baltimore team. But it's, it's be fun, man. The playoffs have been fun. Like you mentioned, not, not yeah. too many good games. That game last night was a lot of fun. Shout out to Dan Campbell, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, good job getting your first, first. you know, your first playoff win in, in forever and since nineteen ninety one. Giving the Dolphins the the freaking title of longest drought without a playoff win. So, uh, but you know what, Dolphin fans, we got to own it. It is what it is. Until we win a playoff game, that's who we are. Uh, but shout out to Dan Campbell, former Dolphin, Dolphin coach. Uh, happy for him. Happy for the city of Detroit, the Detroit Lions. Um, it got a little it got a little scary there for a second, but they held on and were able to win the game. Not so. it. I forgot, Johnny, uh, you know, there's a lot of similarities with the Dan Campbell. Uh, the Back It Up Binge podcast actually uh, did a little, like, brief summary of, like, the the linings of Detroit and Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot. I knew Dan Campbell was the coach. I forgot the, the interim coach there. I forgot mm-hmm. how well yeah. he did. I mean, he had a – it wasn't like they, they went – I think they went, like, five and seven – uh, as the interim coach that year, when Joe Phil yeah he he didn't he didn't do a bad job. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. and he was uh, talk about being the exact opposite of Joe Philbin. Joe Philbin was a quiet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Fra- fragile looking dude. You know what I'm saying? And then you got this rough, wanting to bite kneecaps type, and having they, him do Oklahoma drills. Yeah, in one of their first practices and stuff like that. But you know what? He was a tough nose. And for all the Dolphin fans out there that said, "Oh, we could have won a, a, a win." In two years with Dan Campbell, stop. He needed his time to pay his dues, and then, then he got another opportunity. And now uh, he, he would have been better than Adam Gase, though. He would have been uh, better than well, any, any bro. <laughs> you and me, you or Tanner would be better than Adam Gase as, as a head coach. I wish they could do his eyes. Right. <laughs> you got you got some coke on the table there for you. <laughs> then you probably do his eyes. <laughs> But nah, That's yeah, it. no, yeah, he, no, he did a good job as an interim, but you know, like I said, it was a while ago. He he needed he needed to put some more time in. Um and now he's 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 taking advantage of his opportunity. And Detroit yeah, fits in that city. Yeah, well, I don't know. Detroit, and, I don't know. And, and, and they're building it, bro. They building them. it yeah. from the trenches out. That's the way they built it. They built that yeah. offensive line, that defensive line, they got their playmakers or whatever, but those the both offensive and defensive lines on Detroit are some of the top ones in the league, and that's why they're able to, to play in December, January, playoff football and, and be successful. So, so props to them for, for that win there. Let's see if they can keep it going. As far as your Packers, I, I've been, you know what I'm saying? I, I've been one of the ones that has been telling you I like Jordan Love. I think he's going to be good. Go. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was not at all surprised. Um, you know, I, I mean, I was surprised that they beat the hell out of the, the Cowboys. I wasn't surprised that they won the game at all. Um, uh, you know, was expecting a, a a bit more from Dallas's defense, a little bit more resistance than, than what they gave the Packers. But um, not only did Jordan Love play well, but uh, we talked about Matt Lafleur in the beginning of the season that you were going to find out a lot about him. Well, you know what? He he did what he was supposed to do. Coached him up. The ball. Yeah. Coached him up. Ran the ball. You know, saying you guys ran for I think 160 something yards, 30 something rushes. You know, this kid only had to throw the ball 21 times. Like that's that's how you win playoff games. You run the ball. You you're saying play action unless you have Huge the Patrick play. Mahomes and even them they they want to run the ball. You're saying Buffalo when they're more balanced are are a scarier team. So um, December January playoff football you have to be able to run the ball. And when it's third and one and fourth and one and you're throwing screen passes instead of running the ball, that says a lot about what your team is. So um, <clears throat> anyway, that Dolphin fans know what I'm talking about there. So we'll, we'll move on. Though. 
Speaking of coaches, did you guys see Mike Tomlin uh, at the press conference? Somebody said, hey, and, and coach, he should walk up. He's come hey, on, hey, bro. Hey, coach, uh, you only have one year on this contract. He just, I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Why are you he asking? Said, I, ain't even, I ain't even hearing about right. Yeah. Like, not even yeah. a football, not even a question about the game. You immediately go to his contract next year, bro. It's like, yeah, I don't know, man. Pittsburgh's gonna break. They'll they'll rework it. They gotta do a new deal. First, no coach goes into a one year deal. Co- coach to a one year deal because that's a lame duck coach. Like McCarthy's on a. It's either fire McCarthy now or they're gonna have to extend him because you can't go in on a one year deal with McCarthy with the Cowboys. Well, what are you guys' thoughts on that about McCarthy? I mean, uh, Tomlin is gonna be there. I think they give I him think an extension. Tomlin, they gotta go to Tomlin and say, "Hey, uh, here's your contract." You know what I mean? This is for yeah. Even if they just throw two two years on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sign the extension for two more years, same amount of money or whatever. You know, right? What I mean? Yeah. Mike McCarthy and it, again, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. That they're, they're do you fire? Co- I mean, Mike. I know. I, I mean, that, that's a, that's a franchise five, twelve and five and twelve and five and won the damn division. As far as Mike McCarthy, awful, yeah, disappointing. Yeah, when you're when you're one and done every time. You're 12, 12 and 5, 12 and 5. How many franchises and teams? Congratulations on 12 and 5. How many playoff wins did you get? That's right. That's all that matters, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like for all the dogs. Nah, and again, it was many... a fun season and it was nice. You know what I'm saying? And we made the playoffs back to back years. Cool. I want to win playoff games. I want to win a freaking Super Bowl. That's what it's all how about. Many, how many other franchises would love 12 and 5? You don't think the Panthers would take three straight 12 and 5 seasons right now? Sure, but they're not the Dallas you Cowboys. You don't think the Jets would take three straight 12 and 5 seasons? Sure, but right they're now? not the Dallas Cowboys. And again, that's just like Pittsburgh Steelers fans are tripping out about Mike Tomlin, who hasn't had a losing season in his 17 years or something like that. Yeah. But Pittsburgh is one of those franchises where they're expecting to win he every is year. I know, but he they expect winning. to win playoff games and go to the Super Bowl. It ain't you know easy. So they, they, anything else that they're, they're disappointed in. So he's taking a lot of slack, which is why he gets a question like that from the beat reporter. The very first question is that about the his last contacts. question, I think. The last what, question. Well, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like to even ask him that right after a playoff loss, like, like that's just. That's, that's just that's rude, bro. That's just that's just that's just no kind of that's, just, that's, that's all kinds of disrespect right there. That's yeah. bad reporting, you know. Yeah. And and that, yeah. that guy should be taken off whatever assignment he's on and see you later. Like that's just so bad. That's yeah, why that would was, you like that was lame right there. That's lame. Encounter. Yeah, I'm not answering that either after a loss. You have this I just love I love I love the look on his face. He was like, and they just yeah, that Here was that was a yeah. Go ahead and go ahead and fire. That was a. Hey, the internet's gonna cook on. The internet's gonna cook on that. The internet's gonna. That's what, hey, that's what gonna he looked like. He just, he's just like yeah. stupid. I'm out. Right. Right. Hey, you know the internet. Hey, as soon as my hey, the first meme's gonna be like when my boss asked me to do something. And it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Yo, the internet's gonna cook on Tomlin on that one. That's great. I love. It. I do think, think Pittsburgh's got to. Who are you gonna get that's better than Mike Tom? I, I mean, okay. I know that you can go get Bill Belichick. Yeah, well, that's, that's the whole exploration, right? That's where you go. The whole exploration, you go out and see what you can get. Why not? What's what's it gonna hurt? What's it gonna hurt to reset yourself? Uh, you didn't. You won one time with him. Okay, your winning seasons were there, but you won one time. They went to well, two just, Super Bowls. Two Super yeah, Bowls. They won, won one, one, lost one. You won one in the end. Yeah. 
In the end, go go let him be somewhere else. We'll get a Brian Flores. Uh, dude, how yeah. many? How many? This no. is coming from a Kansas City Chiefs fan no. who is falling into the category of New England Patriot no, and whatever. No, is, yes, Chiefs dude, team. how can you seriously say that, that he's, he's only won one? He's only won one, he's so he needs to go. He's only won one. Yeah, but Bill Cowher won. Bill Cowher yeah, had losing seasons and they never fired. Right, I know. Right. But, but I know what's well, Pittsburgh. They don't fire anybody. They're going to resign him for like six years. Right. So, but this is such nah, a, I think, I think they just give him a couple of years extra. That's it. But Pittsburgh's like, I don't want to say it's like the New York Yankees by any means, but yeah, like it's a franchise. Are, always, right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's up in that ranks where you have to win something right in the next yeah. five years. You're winning your division. And, you're making the playoffs. I, I don't, I, I have a hard time. He's got the Super Bowl ring. I don't know I how mean, you get rid of it. I know well, the Patriots just got see, rid of Bill no, Belichick, it felt like, but and he no, got I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. don't fire the guy, right? You're not going to fire the guy. You don't leave If he leaves on his own turn, he leaves on his own turn. I'm just saying, like, yeah, you can sit, sit out here, look at the pool, and see who's who's going to be better than him. You don't know because you don't know what kind of system they could turn into. You don't know. If yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I understand there. what you're saying. You know? and right now, <laughs> I mean, if we could go get somebody, you know, Jim Hart, I don't know. But that's like, Right. Andy, well, I mean, you know, you know what you're getting with Mike Tomlin. Marty after a playoff loss with the that's a one seed or two seed it was. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah so but he didn't he never had a he never had a chip though. You know what I'm saying? Like Marty, like I couldn't Marty, believe yeah, that that was Char- I couldn't Marty. believe the Chargers did that. But he took a he took a shitty ass Chargers team and made them good. Yeah. You know, they, they were 12 really and four, I think, yeah. that year or whatever. They were lost yeah. to the No, they were fourteen and two. They were 14 and two. Yeah. 14 and two. Yeah. Lost to the Patriots, right? That's who they lost to. Yeah. Well, well, well done, Chargers. How, how y'all feeling now, Chargers? I mean, I mean they, they still haven't gotten any further than that. No. Well, they made it to the AFC Championship game, I think, One with time. North Turner after that, right? They were. I, I wasn't I that. Know. I thought it was Marty. I thought it was Marty that got to the AFC title game and uh, they lost. Our producer hey, can look that up. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, have the Chargers made an AFC title game since? 2008 no. was the last AFC championship game they did. And that was. Yeah, Marty was fired already. Yeah, he Marty was fired. Was fired. Yeah, yeah, Marty, Marty got fired like 06, 07. Yeah, that was Ladanian Tomlinson and. and um, Philip Rivers. Yeah. LT got hurt in that game. Remember, he just sat on the sideline with his helmet on? Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, North North Turner. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just blows my mind, dude. <laughs> I do think the Cowboys are probably firing Mike Tomlin. Everybody seems uh, to be on that was, one. My Cowboys. My coach. Who was the Bengals coach for like 900 years? I forgot already. Um. Uh, which oh um man he coached Marv, at DC Marv, Marv, Marvin Lewis yeah Marvin Lewis yeah Marvin Lewis yeah, yeah. think about yeah, that two thousand three yeah two thousand three to two two thousand eighteen he he actually had a winning record yeah. yeah well yeah he had a winning record yeah just, he always yeah, played it to the playoffs far and then they didn't you know yeah they never never I don't think he ever just, won a playoff game felt like they were winning yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think he ever won a playoff game. No, I don't think so. No. 
I mean, that's maybe, what I'm saying. Maybe, I, I, think depending, I think they got one in. Maybe the, one. Depending, depending on the franchise and whatever, there's always the different expectations. Like Tanner said, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers are similar to like the Yankees. As much as you know what I'm saying, it sucks sometimes, but they're always World Series or bust. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, that's just no the way it is. Was, right. Oh, no, right. No okay. Right. Which is why he wound up eventually getting fired. I mean, I remember they were like fifth, a two seed. You know, that, that's two. 15 years and you can't win a playoff. Like, that's, you know what I'm saying? I got Dolphin fans ready to fire Mike McDaniel after two years of making the playoffs and no playoff where they want to fire this. The Dolphins, yeah, y'all acting like y'all was somebody before he got there. Y'all was y'all that, haven't been nobody that, since what, Jimmy Johnson. Was 15 there. years. Since, since 2000. 15 years, seven yeah. playoff appearances. That's it. Right. Out of those 15. And, and three of them were in the last five years. Three of the so, uh, four. He made he made the playoffs in 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15. Who's that? He's about Marvelous. Marvelous. Yeah. 05, okay. 09. Yeah, he was 11, always 12, eight and nine, eight and nine, nine and eight. Like he, there was always yeah. missing those early years. Uh-huh. Finally makes the playoffs. And remember that uh I believe it was the Pittsburgh was and Cincinnati and a damn they almost brawled out. Remember, like Joey Porter yeah. uh senior was like on the got in there. I think Mike Tomlin tripped a guy on the sidelines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on a return or some shit. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are but but, but to your point, what's up, Lowe's? But to your point about the Dolphins fans, yes. The, what, five playoff <laughs> appearances in 24 years, and two of them were these past two years. So, again, yeah, people, that's stop, what acting, I mean. stop acting like we're in the playoffs every couple years. We're in the playoffs every seven to eight years till these last couple years. So, again, enjoy the progress. Next year's the third year under Mike McDaniel. Let's see what he can do next year, but... Stop acting like we're always in the playoffs, please. We're not. Yeah, I, I agree, John. Like you can't. You, I mean, yeah. no. I mean, again, like, you, let's see. Is it is it disappointing? Absolutely, it's disappointing. But this was still, and I said it on the show earlier, and I said it last night. I still had a lot of fun watching my team play this year. You know, saying we put up points on people. You know, what I'm saying like for the past twenty years, you know, Dolphin fans, you remember Cleo Lemon. And, you know what I'm saying, Jay Fiedler and all these, you know what I'm saying, A.J. Feely and all these freaking quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill, that it was a struggle to score 14, 17 points. Like, we actually had a fun season as far as scoring points. Were the disappointments? Yes. The ultimate goal was a disappointment? Yes. But it was still a fun season. I'm looking forward to, to what, what progression they can make for next year. But mm-hmm. it is what it is, man. Like I said, as far as the Tomlin thing, like – I, I think he'll get scooped up right away, bro. I think if he got fired tomorrow, like he would get scooped yeah, up right away. Like some of these guys that are that are available right now would get passed over for Mike Tomlin. Am I? Oh yeah, no, yeah Mike, Chad, Tomlin, Mike Tomlin. Chad Pennington, job, right? Chad Pennington was a was before before 2016. Chad Pennington is the last one to win the division for the Dolphins in 2008. Yeah, yeah. in 2008, the last time we won yeah. a division. You know what I'm saying? So because he hadn't even won it the last two years, you've been as a wild card team. Yeah, no, right, right. We haven't won a division since 2008. Thirteen years now. That's fourteen years ago, bro. Right. It's been a while. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, so they, enjoy. They've lost three times. Enjoy it. Look opinion. forward to next year. Hopefully, they correct what they need to correct. Hopefully, they continue to improve. That's that's all we can hope for, man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hey. 
I was wondering, Johnny, too, because I know Jim's showing up soon. Like, do you, I don't know, like, what do you, do you guys do? What do you want? Let me ask you this. What do you want? Do you want the fifth year option or do you want to give two a money? Well, I mean, we talked a lot, a lot about this on Aqua and Orange Insights. You can check it out every Monday at 7 o'clock. You can check out the episode we, we just recorded it. earlier. And, uh, of course, I mentioned it last night on the recap show, so you can watch it there. <clears throat> Me, personally, I, I would make to a play on his fifth-year option. Um, you know what I'm saying? Lamar Jackson had to do it. Christian Wilkins just had to do it this past year. Um, I don't think they will do that. I think they will wind up giving him an extension. Chris Greer said on his press conference today that uh, that they expect Tua to be the they be there long term and to continue to play at a high level. I mean, I again, if it's me, you asking if Johnny Cruz was the new if GM, you, I would make, if I'm the, if I'm the GM of the Miami Dolphins, I'm making Tua play on his fifth year option. I thought, you know, good job, good job with the most passing yards in the league this year and top five at a bunch of ranks. But you were two and three in December and January. You're oh and one in your playoff game, and your team was able to score 15 points in the second half of the last five games. So, you're saying play on your fifth year option, uh, give us an opportunity to, to continue to, to add players to this roster and. Make a run next year. It's all guaranteed on the fifth year option. So all that money's guaranteed. If I did have to give him an extension, then I want outs after the second, third, or fourth year. I'd give a five year extension for whatever 40 million a year, but there's an out after year two, three, and four, just in case of injury or he keeps you know if if he keeps you know not showing up in big games. Then at least you can move from his contract there. But if it was me and I was the GM, I would make him play on his fifth year. Obviously. You have to ask yourself this, though. Who are you going to get that's better than Tua? That's the shit. Like, right now, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I made a comment on the show earlier today. If, if there's somebody there in the second, third round that I like and I think I can develop him, I'm drafting a quarterback. Yeah, I, I understand drafting a quarterback. You know, uh, Ron Wolf, who used to – who used to – be the general manager of the Packers in the mid nineties when they were on their kind of run drafted mm-hmm. a quarterback every year, every year, um, every yeah, year. You find one, right. And then those guys would uh, Mark Burnell, uh, Ty Dempmer, yeah. um, even, even if you want to developing a good backup or somebody, yeah. you can Matt Hasselbeck, like all those guys. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. He so, would draft a, a mid round quarterback every right. year and just develop them. Cause it's good. And then guess what? When right. it's time to trade them, maybe we trade them to another team and we can get something. Right. Or you may get lucky. You may strike some gold, get a Russell Wilson in the third round, or, you know what I'm saying, whatever. But if there's somebody that I like, uh, I'm taking them. But Take a shot, right? Yeah, you, man, you never know, man. Let me ask you this, too, because I, I may not have finished. I didn't get through all the way in Aqua Orange today, but I did start it. And there was a lot of talk here. We know Tua's 0-5 now in cold weather games. Like, you – there's, there's no way we're actually looking at that stat and saying, you know, we need a guy that can play in cold weather, right? Because well, I mean, they, they have to, they have to realize who they are. You know, what I'm saying that they're a warm well, yeah. weather I mean, team. Derek Carr is the same way. Derek right. Carr they're, could they're, play anything forty. Yeah. They're, they're a warm weather team. It is what it is. Um, I, I still think they need. Haven't to, they always been that way though? Like even yeah, even yes. Back in the day, well, like they, I mean, they since, going up north since, and things like that. The eighties. Since yeah. the 80s, when they changed their ways from being a power run team to a passing team. Now, I think, 
you know, if it's a, a couple little tweaks to the offensive line and to the philosophy hey, of what you're saying. I mean, he, he was the run game. No, that's not going to happen. He was the run game coordinator for San Francisco, so it's in his DNA to run the ball. But like I said on the show earlier today, if you don't trust those offensive linemen to get any kind of push, you, you can't run the ball. You know what I'm saying? So you have to, you know, go after your, you know, the Tyreek Hills and what you know what I'm saying. You have to try to get the ball to them because those are playmakers, because you have no confidence that you can run the ball up the middle. Get some more offensive linemen that are, you know, that can hold up for Tua up the middle and can actually push the line to get you a freaking yard on third and one. Maybe he changes up his, you know, his game plan and his schemes a little bit. But um, when, when, when this is the type of offense that you have, you have to tailor your offense to what you have. They have a bunch of speed and stuff like that. So that's that's what he's doing. I think they need to adjust their thinking a little bit and kind of be a little bit more balanced. Where if you have to run the ball, play more a more physical brand of football, you're capable of it because you have the personnel. Right now, they don't have the personnel for that. Their personnel is all about speed, and that's it. So, if you're gonna have that personnel, then you need to be playing games in Hard Rock in Florida, not in Kansas City at minus 14 degree weather. So, if that's right. the case, and you need to win the games you have to win in the regular season so that you have home field advantage, that's is the bottom you, is, line. Is Jonathan joining us first tonight? Then, then Jim? What? No, Jim. I don't know where Jim's at. Oh, okay. <laughs> he must be running late. Yeah. Well, Jonathan's so we already here. Start, if you want, we can just start with Jonathan, and then when Jim shows, yeah. we'll just add Jim in and have yeah. a good conversation. That's cool. Perfect. Not gonna hurt. Hey, I do want to. I do want to say this, and we'll talk to John. You can't prepare. You can't prepare for for what those games are in Arrowhead, though, Johnny. Like you can't. No, but, no, but again, but if, you have, if you have a team thirty degree, negative thirty you know, degree. Okay, in, but you in, know it's going to be cold as shit. You know, in yeah. in December, January. Yeah, you know football, that, but you can't prepare for that. You don't. You're not. Play, you don't play in that, and you go from okay. seventy five and sunny. Right. And, and so then, then again, so then it's it's a personnel. The personnel issue then. You need well, to have those kind of players that can play in those conditions, that can but, play playoff January, December football, that can run. I, I when, you have to, when the conditions aren't good for your quarterback who doesn't have the strongest arm, if you need to run the ball, you have to have the personnel that, that yeah, can say, I'm going to run the ball. Yeah. That's on the front office. That's on the front office. And, and play calling. Play calling. Yeah, well, right. And But again. If the, you if can, the play caller has no confidence in my center, who's uh, uh, just this year started playing center a few weeks ago, and I'm two guards use, that that were just off, you know, one guard was off the street a few weeks ago, and the other one is coming off of an injury. Like, if you don't have any confidence that they could push the, the line to get a yard, then you you can't run the ball. Then you have to do a freaking screen to the outside. What I'm try trying to, to say yard. is, what I'm trying to say is, your body still can't get acclimated. I mean, look at you. Look at you. You said. You, you, I've heard you say, Hey, I in New York, it yeah. was cold, I was tougher, yeah. uh, you know, and then my ass moved to Miami. No, and I yeah, that bitch. So, no, you no, I didn't say all that, but no, my, my blood is my blood is definitely word, in there. That's yeah. what you said. Yeah. You said, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, so, no, I can't, I can't, I'm not gonna front, but again, if I'm if I'm gonna go play a football game, you know what? I'm, I'll, I'll go straight at you, I don't give a damn. So, that's the type of offensive lineman we need. We don't need so, offensive linemen that you have to be so precise in their blocking scheme or it doesn't work. Like we need we yeah. need to have some maulers. You gotta be able to have a couple maulers but, on your offensive line, in my opinion. Here's the thing that you guys talked about in Aqua Orange in the beginning is about the weather. 
is the prep of it, right? So when you, you guys went to Germany, I think you guys went on a Tuesday to Germany or a Wednesday right. so you can get acclimated yeah. to the time change. But yet this game here, you showed up on a Friday night and expected no, to go. I'm you know, with you. And, and shout out shout out to Byron, uh, Paramount P. He actually, met, he actually mentioned that. He said that right. if you were worried about right. the, the temperature, then you should have been over that Tuesday. I, I, when, I, I, when I heard that, I'm like, I'm like, we, you guys really waited till Friday night to show up to play. I, I, I thought, I thought they weather. went up there like no. on Thursday or something. I didn't realize they went Friday. I night. I thought been, they went Thursday. Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday, get out. Like, you know, you can get some fields. Somebody will have yeah. fields for you. So yeah, go out to college. They're the NFL. I'm sure they'll be able to get a field to practice on and stuff like that. Yeah, You're yeah, absolutely yeah. right. You mentioned it. We went to Germany. Right, we went to Germany. I think that Tuesday morning. So they yeah. could have done something similar. You know saying, to, to and we didn't show up till Friday. Because you know that's, that's, that's a drastic change to go from, you know, it's, yeah, I'm saying it's been cold, but it's not been cold. It's been like 60 something degrees. Which hey, that's cold hey. for us. Right. Which is cold. Again. But down in Miami, it's even hotter. So to go from 70 something to minus something is that's a drastic change. Yeah, to uh, minus 30 with the windshield. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. If you got them, if you got them, if you got the right big uglies up there on your offensive line that they can play in any weather, get some of them it, Iowa boys, it some of the Missouri you, boys, whatever. That's what I'm trying to say is you no, have but they, dude, for that one game. No, but if, if that's the mentality, if you mentality. If your mentality is I'm going to punch this guy in front of me right in the face and I'm going to get this freaking yard, it doesn't matter what weather it is or where you're playing. doesn't matter. But we hey, got to have heard, those type I of dogs Darius, on our offensive line. Darius Butler said in the games like this, he said this on Pat today, and we'll bring Jonathan after that, uh, after this. He said uh, this, this those type of games, like the game in Buffalo and the game in Kansas City, that's the first time where you actually think about before you hit somebody, you're thinking about hitting them because it's going to hurt. How yes, it's going to hurt yes, both yes, yes. So, I mean, that's yes. a yeah. Hitting the ground hurts for the tackler as well as the guy that's getting hit. Yes, it does. Yeah. Now right, let's go ahead. We haven't talked to this guy in a couple all year, really. Let's just say all year. Um, and, all year. <laughs> uh, yeah, we ain't talked to him all year. The hot stove in baseball has been sprinkled in. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit of that, but we're also going to talk about his Saints. How the hell is his head coach still have a job with the likes of guys like Bill Belichick out there, Mike Vrabel out there, Jim Harbaugh out there to be hired, but his team says, no, keep giving us Dennis Allen every year, baby. Give it up for none other than uh, Mr. Uh, baseball coach himself, Jonathan Grisham. Jonathan. What's up, Jonathan? How's it going, fellas? How's it going? Jonathan, long time no see. Uh -huh. How was the holidays? Uh, it was good until that last week. Last, you know, last week uh, I was uh, under the weather with the flu, and it it, it knocked me on my ass uh, quite a bit. But other than hey, that, you still sound like shit. I, I, I am still trying to get over it as much as I can. It's 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 been it, it was one of the worst sicknesses I've ever had. It, it was that bad, and yeah, I'm Man. still I'm still fighting some uh, some after effects of it, but. Uh, holding strong for it, but the holidays were good. I got to go home and and be with uh, be with family, be with my girlfriend in Fort Worth. Got to go be with my mom uh, down in in, uh, in New Orleans for a couple nice. weeks for Christmas, uh, for uh, about, yeah, about a week and a half uh, for Christmas and New Year's, and did some work and some recruiting down in Louisiana as well. So it was a very enjoyable. It was, it was a good break, and I'm glad to be back in Arkansas now, uh, back to work uh, as we had our first practice today. Nice. 
Nice. Uh, Jonathan, let's jump right into it. Uh, let's talk to your Saints first. Uh, how are you feeling that the Saints decided to retain none other than Mr. Dennis Allen? They were one game away from the playoffs. I mean, we knew this was going to be the case. We like we like They told us weeks before that no matter what, that's the thing, no matter what they did, if they could have they could have lost every game in December, they were still bringing back Dennis Allen. They, they told us that. So we were not – so we weren't shocked by this news. We weren't shocked that they're retaining uh, uh, Allen. We're probably more shocked that they haven't made a decision on Pete Carmichael yet. I think that was because there was reports that they were going to be moving on from him. At what point do you make that decision? And, and, and are you, how much longer are you going to wait? So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm frustrated because I feel like we're – and we had Mickey Loomis come out after the last after the last game against the, the Falcons – uh, with with the whole Jameis Winston, uh, you know, going rogue, and, and Mickey Loomis coming out and, and going after players and going after, basically saying if you have a higher standard than what you think of the team, then you don't belong here. What, what, I don't even understand what that meant. And the standard should be championship. You should, that should be your standard. And if you have a, if if Mickey Loomis has a lower standard of the team, he should not have a job at this point. Then. What was your? I forgot all about the Jameis thing. It's been so long since we talked. What was your take as a Saints fan? Uh, just to jog everybody's memory, uh, Saints lined up in winning formation. They wanted to get Jamal uh, Williams a touchdown. The team Jameis said uh, Denny Dennis Allen didn't know about it. Uh, he said the whole team wanted them to get it. Now, it seemed like there was a couple guys like, no, we didn't know. But then there was a couple guys, if you watch the video, they sure as shit was cheering and blocking for, for Jamal yeah. to score a touchdown. Uh, so team said, fuck you, Dennis. We're getting Jamal a touchdown. And then, uh, you know, Artie Smith uh, took a took a little fence to it, and him and Dennis uh, duked it. Uh, Could have duked it. I had to put money on uh, Arthur by miles. I would have too, actually, and and I'll I'll address that here in a second. But for in regards of the decision, I I get what you're trying to do. If you're you're trying to help your teammate who led the league in touchdowns in 2022, and he has not scored a touchdown this year, it's the last play of the game. I get you know you want it, you want him to be again. He's a Jamal Williams is a great great guy, great teammate. You know, and they love loved him. every place he's been. Green Bay, Absolutely. Detroit, everybody's loved him. And they and they love him in New Orleans. Talking about a character of a person, he fits New Orleans so well. They love him in New Orleans. That they, they love him on the team, and you want to do what's best for your teammate. But I will say that that is a that decision was a indictment on Dennis Allen as a coach. It is an absolute indictment. That, That's that what I'm saying. Did. I'm not mad at Jameis. I think it's it shows nobody has respect for Dennis Allen. Hundred percent. And how many times this year have we heard Alvin Kamara make comments subtly or straightforward about the about the the process of the coaches' uh, decision making of of the game planning and play calling? How many times have we heard Michael Thomas? Who, yes, Michael Thomas was nowhere to be found over the last you know couple months of the season, but he made outspoken comments about the coaching staff uh, and, and decision making and play calling. You had the defensive players at times make uh, comments of decision making and play calling and that is Dennis Allen's bread and butter is the defensive side and, and so that decision that was made was a spit in the face 
to the coaching staff, to Dennis Allen himself, basically saying, we don't care what you decide because we're going to do what we want to do. We feel like we are making the right decision for the team, which you have not done all year. And I, I stand by that as a fan. I believe that the players know that they let a season. This was a I, I came with you guys beginning of the year, and I said this is a 12-win season for the New Orleans Saints. And if they do not win 12 games, this is the biggest letdown in Saints history of expectations. And they had fallen completely short of that, not just winning, not making the 12 wins, but falling short of a playoff in one of the worst divisions in the NFL history on top of it for a second straight year. You cannot sit here and tell me Dennis Allen has has the locker room's respect. You cannot sit here and tell me that he has he knows how to write the ship and make this the uh, a respectable uh, front uh, office to the coach. And he is he's he's absolutely just spitting. And then and then on the top of it, throwing the players under the bus after the game, saying, "Well, they didn't listen to me. They made a decision on their own." That you had the balls to admit that. And you and you're, yeah. you're and you're begging and you're you're begging Arthur Smith to have him understand that it was not your decision. You were throwing your you're throwing your players under the bus to your opponent's head coach, and then you threw the players under the bus to the media. That is a yeah. no no. I, I said I said Dennis should have just owned it and just said, Yeah, stop us, Arthur. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? Stop us. My guys wanted to get their guy a touchdown. Guess what? We got him a fucking touchdown next time. Stop us. To your rival? You're going to beg your rival's head coach for for forgiveness? I'm sorry. We actually remember this in 20, I think it was 2016, where the Falcons ran the score up on us. They they did they ran a score they ran a pick six with three minutes left in the ball game that made it a made it a twenty plus points. This is our rival. I don't give a damn if we score if, if it's forty one to seventeen. Put I want forty eight. Give me four, against our rival. We we hate the Falcons. You don't beg for forgiveness to them. Spit on them. You know, kick them in the kick them while they're down. Don't don't go beg for forgiveness. That was Stop. that was absolutely Stop. gutless. That was absolutely gutless of Dennis Allen to uh, to do so, to go and beg for forgiveness to Arthur Smith. And the first thing he said to the media was, I apologize to Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons. It was not my decision to uh, to make that call. We were in victory formation. So you really don't give a damn about the players then. You don't give a damn about your players that you threw them. You didn't just throw them under the bus. You, you threw them down, backed the bus up underneath them uh, yourself, and just said, screw you. And then you have Mickey Loomis going to the media and saying, well, hey, if you're not in the same part of the program with us, you won't be here next year. Well, guess what? Their car, I bet you, their car. What if he's gonna if he's gonna side with the players? That's your guy. What if he sides with the players on that? You're gonna get rid of him by all means, please. Then you know we can turn around and lose five. We can win five games, and we'll fire every single one of y'all. <laughs> it's and that and that's Ooh. why you lost. You Bring did. You lost, lost in the way you did. Yeah. James Winston and Mo Williams and that team wouldn't have done what they did if they didn't feel like they they deserve something. If they didn't feel disrespected by the coaching staff. You you don't you don't just do that with without some kind of intent in, in the play here, right? Like you, you're not doing that. And, and the fact that they did it shows where it is in the locker room, where where Dennis Allen has this team, and it's just not it's just not good overall. 
No, and we're going to be – and I said, this is – we're basically back in the early 2000s, New Orleans Saints with Jim Hazlitt. And, and, and actually, you know, Jim Hazlitt actually had better locker room control than what Dennis Allen did. But at the same time, we're we're in purgatory right now. We're we're stuck. We're going to be, you know, winning seven to nine games and missing out on the playoffs. It was not a shock that we missed the playoffs. I expected us to beat the Falcons and still miss the playoffs, which is what we've done. This is what our history has been for so many years. So in the fact that I'm, I'm, in a way, I'm glad we didn't make the playoffs. We probably could be beating the Falcons, or, uh, the Eagles in the playoffs right now, but I'm glad we didn't because I don't want any validation of Dennis Allen as a head coach. <laughs> Making the postseason validates him as a head coach. And he has, throughout his career with his record and everything that he has has shown as a head coach, he is not, he should never be validated as such. He needs, it needs we need a, a Reboot, restart, re, you know, rebuild, whatever other reword you can think of. Hit, <laughs> hit it now. Start over. But Dennis Allen is not the guy. And at this point, Mickey Loomis needs to go too because he's the one who's pulling the strings and making this decision, not not Gail Benson. Gail Benson is a figurehead owner. And so the, the one who's pulling the strings and making the calls, it's Mickey Loomis. And he's absolutely stuck. He's yelling and cussing out media members, Bobby Bear and Dick Calavia, because they're the ones questioning Mickey Loomis right now. And saying, why are we not getting what we thought we were supposed to be getting? A competitive team, a, a championship caliber team. And he's yelling at uh, those guys saying, well, don't question me. I posted H&R Block. Wow. They're asked to do my taxes for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bring in the heat, John. Bring in the heat. That's what, it's a similar situation up there in, in, in New York right now, too. You know, you know, we can bring John or Jim in here. It looks like he's driving, so we can grab him in. Just maybe no picture. You want to do that? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Jim, what's up, my man? Yo, what's going on, boys? How are you doing? <laughs> what's up, bro? You on a road trip? Are you in the middle of ice, Iceland or what? No, I'm driving home. I went out to, for the first half of the game. So uh, oh, okay. I, I got back from Toronto today. So I flew back, and then um, my boys were just like, yo, you want to go out? And I was like, sure. <laughs> nice. Fair enough. Like, sure, Fair I'm enough. tired, whatever. Whatever, who cares? You headed back to the house, Jim. I am. Do you want to give us a call back when you get to the house? I mean, how much longer you guys got? I got about probably like another ten minute drive. Yeah, we'll we'll you be on then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give you. I'll, I'll come back on in about 10, 10 15 minutes. Perfect, Sounds Jim. good, Jim. We'll see you then. All right. All right, uh, Jonathan. Before we. Before we get into Jim, uh, what the hell? What do what do you know? What can you tell me about this Japanese pitcher my Cubs assigned? Uh, feels like we missed out on the great one, but maybe we got like a lesser one. Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm seeing here? No, I mean, I did love his press conference. Where the only English he spoke was, "Hey Chicago, what do you say? Cubs going to win today? I mean, that'll get us. That'll give it every Wrigley guy. You know, uh, that'll get us real going. So I was happy." I mean, how hard do you think his uh, his uh, translator would have been working with him on that? <laughs> uh, no, I'll say this: this has been a uh, this has been a good class of Japanese free agents that we're seeing. This is probably you know one of the better groups of, of pitchers that are more ready uh, for from big for major league baseball uh, caliber play than what we've seen in, in past years. Usually, we maybe see one or two. We've got three to four Asian pitchers that are going to step in and be really you know, players for these teams. And I think the Cubs got one that's going to be it's going to be a good arm for them. And again, is it 
is there going to be a learning curve to pitch to uh, to uh, MLB hitters and American American style? Absolutely, there is, and that's something that even even Yamamoto is going to be dealing with at times. As much as he, we talk about what he did in the in the uh, WBC last year, there's still a learning curve. Uh, when it comes to coming to the big leagues, uh, into the Major League Baseball, because of how the structure of pitching is so different here than it is in Japan. So, again, the Cubs have a good one. They're not going to downplay, oh, yeah, because it's not Yamamoto. We're, we're, we're going to say he's not going to be that good. He's going to be good. It's just a matter of how quick is the learning curve going to be. That's the que- that's the question uh, that's going to be asked throughout uh, you know, throughout this season and throughout their careers for a while. It's, once you see them kind of get going, you're going to say this is a good class of Asian players and Asian pitchers that we have uh, in, in, in Major League Baseball in 2024. You, you surprised how slow it's been? Uh, it seems like we're just getting like a sprinkle here, sprinkle here. The Johnny's Yankees uh, signed Marcus Stroman. I was a little surprised there. His ERA is like five-something at Yankee Stadium, so uh, it's it's pretty high there. You surprised how slow this uh, – Hot stoves moving this off season. No, it's been it's been kind of been this way for last for past years. It, we we have uh, a slow start. We picks it up in the, uh, you know about the middle range. We start seeing a flurry of moves, and then it starts dying down as we get about a month to spring training, which is where we are right now. And then the next two weeks is going to pick mm-hmm. up with guys like uh, like uh, Snell and Bellinger, Montgomery. Uh, you'll start seeing, you know, teams more act, active uh, movement towards those guys as we get closer, about two weeks from spring training. Marcus Stroman to the Yankees, and, as much as I, I, and I know his numbers aren't great in Yankee Stadium, but that's a quality move for the Yankees. And if that's the case, I'm not happy about it because I would rather the Yankees get absolutely nobody and they can continue losing <laughs> and being one of the worst teams in the American League. But what is something the Yankees have been lacking uh, uh, in their in their rotation? Uh, the last few years, it's quality arms that eat innings, and that is something that Marcus Stroman has done. Even the, despite missing a few starts this past year with the Cubs, uh, as you can, as you probably know, Nick, uh, what he has done in his career is he pitches quality innings and he eats a lot of innings too. He was a good so, pitcher this year before he got hurt. After right at, uh, Monday game, it kind of felt he got hurt and then just never really bounced back. And if, if he can if he can modify if he can just kind of contain that that time frame of being out, the Yankees have a solid number two pitcher, which is what they have not had behind Garrett Cole for a long time. Uh, and really throughout the time that he's been in New York, they haven't really had a number two pitcher that you can trust throughout the, throughout the season. Marcus Stroman, I think, is going to be. I think this is a, more, a probably a better a signing than if they would have gotten Blake Snell. I think this is something that you, again you just get a quality arm that's going to eat innings and provide quality reps uh, on the mound. So I, I like the move that the Yankees did getting uh, getting strong. Which, as I said, as a Yankee hater, I absolutely hate it. I'm disgusted by it. I wish it didn't happen. But if you're a Yankee fan, you should be very pleased that this, that that both the Yankees and Roman swallowed their pride and were able to figure mm-hmm. out how. To a way to, to make it work for both sides because again Stroman we've said before he hasn't had a market for some reason there's just there's not many market for him and nobody was then you know, wanting to touch him with a 10 foot pole and he finally just said you know what I need to do what I need to do and if it means putting on the pinstripes uh you know to uh, to do so go ahead and do it and he was able to make the uh, contract work with the Yankees yeah two years he's exactly what the Yankees needed um, a, a pitcher that's gonna that's gonna eat up a lot of innings. As far as his um, ERA and stuff at Yankee Stadium, he's not playing against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, so it sh- that should help him out a little bit. 
Um, it's not actually that big of a size as you think, but he goes to AL East. Um, he knows the American League, so I, I think he. I think yep. that was a great signing. He wanted to be a Yankee, and he got his feelings hurt a few years ago when Brian Cashman said that you know, he would be a end of the rotation type starter for us. So he took that to heart. So I'm with Jonathan there. Luckily, they were able to both, you know, get past that petty stuff and actually. Um, they signed a good pitcher, um, and hopefully he'll come through. He'll stay healthy for the for the entire season. Hopefully Rodon uh, can get healthy, and then the Yankees will actually have some some type of a rotation because they definitely need to to eat a lot of innings because they gave up a lot of pitching for Juan Soto. They did. They did. Mm-hmm. Jordan Hicks looks like he's going to be a starter. How hard is it going to be for him to from going from a reliever closer slash reliever to now being a starter? And why they why push him? Because he was I thought he was a pretty good uh, in you know back end the bullpen piece. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure what the Giants are are thinking. You know, Hicks is a quality uh, quality arm. Uh, he's he's got it. One of you know very much a, a lot of arm talent. Uh, that, that he provides to a team. But you're going to ask a guy who's the most innings he's pitched in the season was 77. You're going to ask him to be a starter. I, I don't really get what you're, what you're, you're thinking about doing that. When you have, if you want to get a starter, go, there's Jordan Montgomery's out there for the giants. I, I don't really know why you're going to sit there and say, we're going to trust Jordan Hicks to be potentially number three starting for us. That's a gamble. That's a huge gamble, and I, I think it's a big risk. That's gonna, not, it's not gonna work out. I don't. I, I, nothing against Hicks in doing it. He probably can do it, but you're asking him to pitch double the amount of innings he's uh, most that he's pitched in a season just to just to have a quality to be a quality starter, having to be 150 to 170 innings. And I think that's you're you're gonna ask him to go that far in, in something he's never done before. I, I'm not entirely sure what exactly the Giants are thinking, but again, for someone who has the talent to do so, Jordan Hicks could do it. I, I just I think you're risking a lot right now. If you had another one, if you had another starter to and say, hey, we'll we'll make Hicks be a number five, and you know, or we'll we'll test him out to see and if it doesn't work, we can just push him to the bullpen. Great, you know that that's fine. It's a low risk, high reward situation, but you're you're paying him to essentially be a number three. And I think that's the, that's the risk, and it's not. And I don't think it's going to work. It's going to work out, and I, I think that's probably going to be a a backfire for the Giants. It's a situation that they don't need to be in. Yeah, I'm, I agree. There, it's going to be interesting to see how that all works out rotation wise in the end. So I know this guy's not signing with uh, UFC anytime soon, but Tim Anderson's still out there. <clears throat> Once prized possession of the White Sox, getting knocked out. What where? Where could we see him go here in the next uh, as spring training uh, comes into play in February? You talk about a mean, guy whose market, you just saw a guy's market absolutely just dried up, tanked, whatever. He was supposed yeah. to be like loved in Chicago and the on the South Side and and lead them to something. And well, I mean, it just has gone. I mean, it's, just, it's just the last two years have just tanked for him, and yeah, and but he's still. I know he's still a. High list on some teams here, but I wonder. <clears throat> I wonder if that that money right now is uh, talking too well, much. You talk, you talk about twenty twenty two. He was a three hundred one hitter. 
Right. He, he, yeah. was, I mean, he was still a good ball player in 2022, yeah. and then something just went wrong in 2023. He, his power numbers went were absolutely non-existent. I think he went a whole year at one point without hitting a home run. Yeah, uh, I did. I think he hit one last year, like, but it was like it had been 365 days or something. It was a whole season he home. went. Uh, I don't know what the market. I don't know if there's a market for him. I know there was some. There was some conversation about the Marlins at one point were interested in him and, and I, I don't know if there was any really traction on on that but there was some there was some talks and interest with the Marlins but that's kind of dried up I, you know there will be a team that will take a flyer on him as we, they get closer to spring training just to say hey we'll give right. you a a, a a shot at spring uh, training. a spring training invite damn for real yes that, like, that's, that's, what wow. that's how far it's gone for a that's former that's crazy. Yeah, that, that, that's what's turning right now is, yeah. hey, come, come hit for us for a minute. Play a little wow. quick stop. <laughs> that's crazy, I mean, man. Because his, his trajectory, he looked like he was going to be an all-star for a minute. And to go from that just a couple years ago to a, a spring training invite, that's crazy, man. What do you expect for a guy who batted 245 you know, in 2023? 245 with one home run, 25 yeah. RBIs. And he's supposed to be a two hitter for you. He's supposed to be the in today. He's supposed to be a, con, he's supposed to be a contact, get on base. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if, if you're only going to hit a couple home runs, you got to bat 300 and, you know, throw well, away better. In today's game, he's a two old hitter that's supposed to, and if you're a two old hitter in today's, you know, era of baseball, you're hitting 20 home runs. You're, you're hitting 20 right. at minimum, and you're batting 275 to 280. And you're putting 75 to 85 RBIs on the board. Not 25 RBIs. That's where his numbers are. That's where he's fallen off. So this and he's become a headache more than anything else of what he has uh, uh, done on the field. Again, having the the fight with Jose Ramirez, you know, was the 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 the, the, the cherry on top of the cake. The lone um, highlight for for him last year. And he you well, know, he got his ass kicked. Let's just put it what it is too. I mean, that Ramirez yeah. popped him pretty good. He got he got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> so that's if that's the one highlight we remember of Tim Anderson in 2023, that's not good. That's rough. So, you know, that he's fallen off that much right now, and he's 30 years old. Huge. He'll be 31. He'll be 31 in, uh, in June this year. So, wh- where do you where do you go down the list of a team that needs a shortstop, and are they going to sit there and say, "Yeah, well, hey, Tim Anderson's the guy for us"? There's not a, there's not many of them. They can sit there and say we'll take a chance on a 30 year old who has one home run and 25 year RBIs in a whole season. Or we can go give a kid who's who's you know 21 years old and call him up from AAA and probably put up better numbers than that. So uh, yeah, there'll be a spring training invite. I, I just don't know who or uh, who's going to who be the one. That, who's going to ask for it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it might be the Marlins might be that team just to say, we'll take a chance on you. We'll take a flyer and see what you can do. And if it works out, great. If it don't, well, then we're going to release you after uh, spring training. There you go, Tanner. Your Royals, bro. Your Royals. Hey, I want to stay at uh, White Sox for (laughs) 300, Alex. Um, And uh, is Dylan Cease getting traded now? Or is that going to be a move that gets made in the season? Because he would be, to me, is the best pitcher available, I think. That's a trade deadline Pick by now, so at this point, it's a trade deadline move. Uh, the 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 price uh, for Dylan Cease is way too high. It's absolutely way too high. Uh, you've had a handful of teams reach out to uh, to the White Sox for Cease, and they won't even budge on the on the asking price. And, and they got about the cheap, those bastards. They, they, I mean, they they raped us. 
I mean, that trade, that's the worst Theo Epstein trade of my life. I've, I mean, we gave up Dylan Cease, Eloy Jimenez, the freaking uh, Quintana. I can't even remember his first fucking name, but Jesus. Jose Quintana. Oh Jose, thanks. So Jose Quintana, the worst fucking trade Theo's ever made. We could we could still have Dylan Cease. That, that trade hurts. That trade still hurts me today. <laughs> it does, and even though he didn't have a great season this year, um, again, he played pitch for those Chicago White Sox, so nobody could have a great season uh, pitching in the south side uh, you know, with that ball club. But, no, the, the asking price is just too much. And again, that's the, you know, the Braves were a team that's been really interested in Dylan Cease, and the asking price from what we've been told is four prospects, and three of them have to be top five. Yeah, top, yeah, yeah, they want yeah, to just top, top prospects, bro. Wait, like, on, for Randy Johnson? Right. It, essentially is what they're asking for. I mean, the Braves, they were asking for uh, A.J. Smith-Shaver, who's the number one prospect in the Braves organization, Hurston Waldrop, who's the number two pitcher for the Braves in the organization, and then Owen Murphy, who's the number four pitcher in the, uh, in, in the Braves organization. They were asking for those three plus another prospect uh, position player-wise, which was supposed to be Vaughn Grissom. Actually, they were wanting they were wanting Grissom to be included in that deal as well. So, which Braves absolutely said no, thank you for that because you know AJ Smith-Shaver and and Hurston Waldrop are the future for the Braves uh, pitching staff. But uh, you know that that's what the White Sox are valuing Cease, and right now there's no point for any team to say yeah we'll make that move because. The, the, the market's kind of drying up right now. So if you already you, – you don't have to make that move. You don't need to make that move. And that's what we're sitting at with the White Sox looking at it and saying, okay, we'll just keep Cease until the trade deadline. At that point, we'll try to see if we can get our prospects and what we want out of them, kind of kind of uh, what they – Will it be more or less – it's got to be less, right? Because at that point in time, you just it's a rental, half-season rental? Yeah, yeah. Um, you may have less uh, offered at that point, just because, as you said, it is going to be you know, just for the second half. But a, a, you're, you're hoping uh, a desperate team, a desperate team. You're hoping New for York Yankees to at least make that make that play and go get them. A team like Baltimore, which a team, you know, White Sox have already oh. had history of making moves with at one point. If you're if you're a starting pitcher from being a, if you're in the same position you were this year and you're the you're the best team in the American League and you know starting pitching is your weak point. You and you have an abundance of, of uh, prospects that are not going to be on your big league club. That's uh, because you're already a young team. You can right. park with some of those players. It might make sense for you to, put, to say, okay, we'll include three prospects, two of them top uh, top five uh, to to acquire Dylan Cease. That might make sense for Baltimore to do it that way, just because. But if you're again like the Braves and you don't really need that because you're still loaded from in, in, with young pitching and that they're the future, and you know Max Fried is going to be leaving in twenty after the twenty twenty four season, you don't want to give up too much. It makes sense not to make that deal. So uh, it's just a matter of pick and choose the team that's you're you're, you're looking at and saying you, who's wanting them to work with it. They might be able to get the, what they're they're close to the asking price of what they're wanting right now. But yeah, it might be a little bit less. Uh, by that point, just because it's a it's a second and a half rental uh, to finish out the twenty twenty four season. Uh, season. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had nothing uh, else on that one because it's going to be interesting for sure when it comes to yeah, it's just crazy the asking price for for that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I understand Chicago. I mean, I understand the White Sox wanting to get something for their player, but come on now, bro. Are they going to trade the likes of, like, Johan Mancata and, and those? Are they, you know, Eloy and... Uh, they might as well. I think they should. I, they just kind of tear this thing down, or are they just... 
hoping this new manager builds everything back up. What are they waiting on if they haven't done it yet, though? That's the, that's the question I have to ask is what are you waiting on? It, it, you're, you, haven't, you haven't come close. At, at, at 1.2 years ago, and I get the Tony La Russa manager uh, job that he did was one of the worst uh, you know, in, in baseball, but with a very talented uh, lineup that you had and you fell completely short, at what point do you, do you say we have to just hit a, re- a full rebuild? And they haven't done it yet. And you, now you're, you're, you're talking about Tim Anderson, whose value is completely tanked. You know, you know, you're you're trying to get maximum value for Dylan Cease, and nobody else is is really sitting there saying, "Yeah, we agree that that's the value of of Cease." Uh, you know, is it is it the management has because you know they have this unrealistic uh, uh, expectation on the players, and they're not they're not they're not going to try to they're not even going to get close to getting what they want for them. If that's the case, then yeah, there, there's no point in, in dealing off uh, Robert, and there's no dealing a uh, way to uh, you know to deal off Jimenez and. Uh, Moncada, you know, because you you put in a, a price tag that just nobody is even come close to, and by that point, what what we've seen in past years is when that when you have a team that was overvalued completely, they sell off cheap when it gets to the point where they have no choice, and they they put themselves in a hole. So it, 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 if they haven't made that decision now. I don't think they're going to, and they're going to end up just either having players just you know walk when their contracts up, or they're going to sell uh, too cheap and get nothing that's yeah. going to help them turn around the rebuild and be competitive anytime soon. The crazy part is that they're not winning with these guys, but yet they they think that their their value is that high. If, if they're not performing for you, I mean, why why think that you're going to get so much for them? It's crazy, man. Well, because you. you just because it doesn't work out in one place doesn't mean it can't work out in the other. Uh, you know, right. you have, I'll give you an example of the, for the, just because it's the Braves and it's my team. You have a pitcher, Pierce Johnson had a six ERA in Colorado. He gets traded to the uh, Braves and he had as an ERA of a one, it was like a one, eight, four, just because it doesn't work out in one place doesn't mean it won't work the other. So just be, so it's, it's selling the white Sox are, are it, they're in the market to sell and you have to, you have to say the price tag is here at point A for this player because when when, he, when I trade him to you, so let's just put it this way: if I'm the if I'm the general manager for the White Sox and I call you, Johnny, uh, say, hey, the Yankees need uh, the Yankees need Eloy Jimenez. All right, they absolutely need him in your lineup. He, he's he's going to be the big the best protection for Judge. He's going to be just you know the, the 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 hitter that you need. And yes, look, I get my asking price for him is is really high, but you need him in your lineup because you don't have anybody that's going to protect him, protect Judge like like Jimenez is. Yes, you have Soto, but Jimenez is going to do more for you. He's going to be that hitter that you, that Judge absolutely needs. And if that's the case. It's going to cost you X, you know, and you may tell me it's going to cost. It's going to cost Y, and I'm going to tell you, no, no, no. X is what it needs to cost because he is that valuable in your lineup. The problem is, is the conversation going back to the White Sox is, no, we don't think that we don't think he's that he's that valuable. Right. Right. We're going to stick with our asking. We're going to stick with our cost of Y, and if you don't like that. There's no point in making the con- uh, uh, contact to make this deal anymore. Yes. Okay. I got you. So you never know. Going to a different scenario, different coaches, different styles. Yeah. It, it no, I, I, I get that. I mean, I just, yeah, I just, I agree with Jonathan. Just, I mean, at some point, if it's not working out, you gotta, 
you got to hit that reset button. And if I mean, if they haven't done it yet, then I think they then they just go into the season just with hopes and prayers, bro. That's that's all it seems like. And that's the fear in the South Side at this point. That when you make the decision to move these guys, you have to sell cheap. And if you sell cheap as a general manager, you may lose your job. Yeah, and then didn't they just hire this manager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fired Kenny Williams. Yeah, they fired the the general manager Kenny Williams. I think a couple years ago, right, or just this past year or something. So the general manager is fairly new. Yes, I believe just a couple years, if that. Yeah, and the manager's new. The new manager this year. Yeah, yeah. That's a crazy. Hey, Jonathan. Well, before you get you out of here, you're bad on the sickness, so we'll get you out of here a little early. Uh, today was the first day of practice. How are the boys looking, and uh, when's the first game? We've got snow here, actually, in Arkansas on Sunday. So not only dealing with the sickness, but I got to – you know, we put a Louisiana in and snow. It doesn't it doesn't mix in really well. Uh, you know, it's, it's like putting corn in gumbo. It does not – not, it doesn't look good. It doesn't taste good. It's, you know, uh, yeah, I know none of you guys even know what that means. But uh, but uh, having to be – I'm going to take your word for it, though. Yeah. We'll trust you. <laughs> but for, um, for us, we're, we're, we've been indoors the last couple of days uh, with practices. We're, we're, we're kind of breaking some rust right now, uh, kind of get things going. Unfortunately, I said we can't be on a field with the snow. That just hit us a couple of days, uh, a couple of days ago. But we're getting our work in. We're getting ourselves ramped up. Our first game is February 1st. So we're, we're just a few weeks away uh, from uh, having to travel down to, uh, to Mount Pleasant, Texas, and play Northeast Texas uh, Community College. So uh, we're, we're a few weeks away from it. We're ramping up. I'm excited. Uh, the, the, the boys, uh, they've been working hard uh, you know, throughout the, the break. It's showing off that we, you know, we're just kind of the breaks a little bit of rust right now. But once we get on the field, we get, get ourselves back in game shape, uh, get ourselves ready for game shape. I think this is going to be a, a fine season, an exciting season uh, that we're just we're getting our, these boys' mind right to be champions. That's the goal for us this year. Um, and, and setting a foundation is you know, all of us as a coaching staff. This is our first year here um, in the program and establishing that, that foundation. Now, year one is very important for us to, to build on. So we're we're getting that direction. We're getting the, 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 the group is their mind is right. We have great leadership with this, uh, these kids. Uh, I think I'm excited to see what they're going to be able to achieve on the ball field. So uh, February 1st, three weeks away, uh, we, we hit our first road trip. So I'm looking forward to it, and I'm excited for it. You guys coming to Missouri at all? That's awesome. No, we're not going to Missouri uh, this year. We'll be in Tennessee uh, in February, second week of February, but we won't be in, we won't be in Missouri this year. Uh, we'll be in Oklahoma a few times. Uh, play throughout Arkansas. We'll go to Louisiana. We'll be in Shreveport uh, for a weekend after. So we'll be in Tennessee for uh, for five days, and then we head straight to Shreveport uh, from there, and then we get back to Arkansas as well. But, yeah, so this year we won't be in Missouri. I think next year, if I double-check, I think next year we might have a Missouri team or, or two we play in, but uh, not this year. It would be Oklahoma, uh, Texas, uh, Tennessee, and Louisiana we'll be playing in. Oh shit! All right. Well, hey, Jonathan, you battle, uh, you uh, battle that sickness and uh, battle the boys in the in practice. Uh, give it up for uh, Mister uh, Jambalaya Gumbo expert, Jonathan Grisham, baby. Appreciate it. It's good talking to you again, brother. We'll see you next week, hopefully. Right, we're gonna bring. Go. I'm, I'm gonna be talking shit like an expert now, bro. I better not see no corn in that damn gumbo. 
Hey, if I hear corn and gumbo in the same sentence, I'm out. I'm going to yeah. say nope. Hey, hey, we our expert gumbo guys said so there ain't no supposed to be <laughs> any fucking corn in this bullshit. <laughs> that's, True exactly, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I'm trying to see here, uh, Nick, real quick. I'm just curious. Uh, who would he play that's in Missouri? Three Rivers Community College? Uh, well, he's a Juco, right? He's yeah, a I know. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. There's an Iowa one that he would play next year. Lincoln. That'd be actually a good one to go to. Lincoln's uh, there's a there's a Lincoln in Kirksville, Missouri. I wonder if they put that's a community college, I think. Lincoln Land Community College at Flag City. Classic. Let's see. I'm just trying to see if there's anything that pop up. This is uh Springfield, Illinois. So oh. not any closer. No. <laughs> Not, not a lot of not a lot of actual Missouri schools I see, but you know I'm sure they include some in for the for the uh, for that division. But we'll have to keep, we'll have to still check it out. Yes, yeah. how close we can get. Yep, definitely. Uh, let's go ahead. We'll bring in our Mr. Hockey resident, Mr. Wrestling uh, resident, and even a little college football. None other than the great Jim Berenger. Jim. Yeah. What's up, what's up? What's up, what's up, boys? What's, what's going up, on, brother? boys? Not much. How was Toronto and what we were doing there? Uh, we're in Toronto covering some Leaf games for the weekend, so it was fun. Uh, Detroit yesterday, and then Colorado got to see Nate McKinnon on Saturday night. Nice. Nice. Dude, nothing, beats, awesome. nothing, beat, nothing beats hockey on a Saturday night, man. You can't beat it right now. It's not a bad I, how far how far is it uh is toronto from you oh uh, it's like i mean it's well it's an eight and a half hour drive but i flew so it's okay. about an hour it's about an hour <laughs> plus yeah, an hour. so yeah. it's, like, it's like it's not that bad got you i was wondering <laughs> yeah i fucked that i ain't driving not no. <laughs> hey not in that snowstorm up there i'm surprised you know what i mean like they were getting i, didn't, uh, I, I mean look luckily luckily for me we only got a little bit on friday night but like we didn't get hammered like buffalo got hammered yeah yeah right yeah you know, state of emergency up in buffalo and that's uh, real like there was people like oh they should play the game they can't even get to the game like that's the thing is like yeah, they couldn't even get to the game. It would have mattered. Was, yeah, whether that game was a dome or not a dome, like there's a team in Buffalo, nobody can get to the game. <laughs> right. I was listening to, uh, I don't know who it was, but they were saying like last year's snowstorm like this, when the game got moved to De uh, Detroit, remember that? Uh, 50 people died in that snowstorm in Buffalo because like they just they got trapped in their cars and froze to death. Oh, my. Uh, so like, you know, they're trying to prevent people from actually going to the game. Uh, and getting and going out on the road and being yeah, stupid, right. like you right. have ridiculous. to sit in the game too. Like you can't just sit in the condition. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's yeah. I mean, well, you can sit in the conditions. I mean, you could yeah. freeze your ass off, but <laughs> if you want, I mean, why not? I I almost did because tickets were twenty five bucks here. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why just exactly because it's fucking cold. The bar. <laughs> Decided to yeah. stay at the bar. <laughs> I could have got play. tickets. I could have got tickets to that Chiefs uh, Dolphins game, and I told my wife, she's like, if it was the Packers, I would say yes. But she's like, I ain't freezing my ass off for the Chiefs and Dolphins. I said, me neither. That's why the fuck we ain't going. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and and I love um, how everybody like 
It's funny because like everybody I saw was complaining, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I get it on TSN and City TV up in Canada, so I didn't have to worry about Peacock." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course, because it wouldn't because it wouldn't have worked in Canada anyway. Nope. Yeah, it wouldn't have. So you got, you ended up fine. Yeah, I ended up fine. What's, what's the big storylines coming in the hockey uh, this week? Uh, the All Star Games coming up soon. Yeah, the All Star Games coming up soon. Everybody's like, I, I, let's talk with some people Saturday night, like. You know, I saw, like, fans making, like, comments about the All-Star game. I'm like, all right, so the game's in Toronto. You're all mad that four Maple Leafs are going to the game in Toronto. Like, this is how it used to be all the time in the 90s. Like, the Bruins had that All-Star game. Four Bruins are there. Like, San Jose, there was, like, four guys there. Like, the best players need to be there. And that's fine. You have, four, like, the fan voting. All oh, fan voting is a joke. The all-star games for the fans. Like, let's right. be honest. Like, who cares? Like, does anybody really care? Like, everybody knows who the best players mm-hmm. are. The all-stars are like the all-stars are all-stars. Like, what I would love to see happen, and I know it's never gonna happen, is if we just abolish every team gets a player go to the all-star game, and we could actually have the true all-stars of the league there, then it's an all-star game. But now it's just like, all right, whatever. Wouldn't it, I think it'd be cool to do the Winter Classic as the All-Star game, like play that game outside. I mean, that would be actually, that's a different concept to have the All-Star game outside. Like, I would, Yeah, I would you're welcome, it. Jim. You're welcome. Run that to the hockey committee and tell them right. your boy Rod can send it. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think people, I don't think the players would object to it, to be honest. I think that would get players to actually go to the All-Star game now. I think fans, uh-huh. a lot of fans, like casual fans, like I'm not even consider myself a casual fan, but uh, just, you know, outsider myself. Uh, You're a below I, casual fan. Yeah, the below casual fan. You said fan an outsider. An outsider. Yeah, I'm an outsider. No, wait a minute. He's not the out. No, no, no. See, he's not the outsider. I'm the outsider. Like, that's my tagline for in, for – being a, a hockey insider, I'm the outsider. The outs- so, you're the outsider right. of the insiders, Jim. Right, exactly. <laughs> I did oh, see our guy Connor, but I, he had no surgery, right? Broken nose. Me and Con- Tanner's guy. I know Tanner. Yeah, Connor. so yeah, a couple, a couple of weeks. Uh, was it last week? Uh, not a couple of Fridays that, ago. He broke his. Yeah. He fractured his jaw at the Jersey game, and now he's gonna be out six to eight weeks. So, oh, um, and then Felino broke his hand in a fight, sticking up for Bedard. So he's out like six yep. to eight weeks too. Uh, K- Corey Perry's coming back. Uh, we'll see where he goes. Sounds like Toronto, Tampa Bay, maybe Edmonton can get his services. He wants to be on the cheap. I would not be surprised if Tampa resigns him. I just would not be at this point. Um, you know, Nylander gets paid, and now everybody speculates. Okay, what are they going? What's Toronto going to do next? Like, but they need help defensively. They they don't have a number one defense core. Uh, you could clearly see like. Over the weekend, this team just can't hold leads, especially late. Like, they just blow leads constantly. And their goaltending wasn't the issue this weekend, but they can't score either. So it's like it's an up-and-down thing, and everybody up there is like, oh, we need to get rid of the coach. I'm like, is the getting rid of the coach really going to solve the problems of this team right now? Because the Maple Leafs' problems go deeper than Sheldon Keefe. Like, watching it firsthand, like, they can't get the puck out of the zone. They let teams cycle, and they give up two goals late. One to Nathan McKinnon who's going to be the MVP of the league. And the other one was to, um, was it Rasmussen? Yeah, it was Rasmussen yesterday, like late. And think about the day for Detroit. The Lions win in the playoffs. The Red Wings get there at 6 p.m. because of of plane issues and a storm. And the game got pushed from 7 to 7.30. And the game didn't start. And they get there 90 minutes before puck drop. 
Game starts about 10 to 8, and the Red Wings find a way to win the game. So it was crazy. Unreal. Unreal. What a day for Detroit. What a day for Detroit. Yeah. Hey, I need to know more here. Um, Where's Lickens, you know, asking for a trade? Is that from the Blue Jackets? Is that something bigger than just going on? Because it's kind of like back and forth. It sounded more personal in his press conference uh, that he uh, was reported. What, what, what's actually going on here, Jim? So his name's been out there for a little bit about a, a potentially being on the move. They want to make Dan uh, Tarasov the bat, that, that as the new starter. They want him to be the man there. So that's kind of irked Elvis Merzlikens considering everything he's gone through with that team. But his name's been out there. Teams have been calling about him to see what it would take to get uh, um, him out of Columbus. He does hold a little power. He's got a 10-team no trade. And it's unclear if like teams like New Jersey, Edmonton are on that uh, 10 team no trade list, but he's definitely on the move and he definitely wants out of Columbus and out of that situation. I think a lot of people know that it would be best for him since like his best friend like passed away because of the tragic fireworks accident and everything. So I think it would be best for him to move on. And I think it's, it would be good for him to have a change of scenery to help his career, but he's definitely on the move out of Columbus. Uh, you can clearly see the teams looking to make moves and making Tarasoft their coach. Uh, make Tarasoft the goaltender. Speaking of goaltender, uh, Jen, I realized uh, that uh, Mark Andre Fleury got is now number two on the goal list. Uh, is that correct? Where do you rank him as the all-time goalies? Uh, you know, it's hard because the different errors. Like I grew up in like up in probably the greatest <laughs> error of goaltending ever. I'm actually glad girl. you mentioned this, Nick, because I was going to ask you, Jim, who your favorite goalie was. I mean, I grew I mean, I mean, if you can't tell, I mean, 30, I mean, I could be biased yeah. and say Martin Broder is the best goaltender I've ever seen play the game. But I also think that, like, Patrick was there, Dominic Koscik, what they did. You go yeah. back, Terry Shaw, Chuck, Dejan Plant. I mean, you could put Marc-Andre Fleury maybe top 10 goalies of all time. I mean, he does move, probably moves up the list. The issue is, is like, Okay, Brodor, Wahashik in any order. Eddie Belfour's up there. Cujo's up there. I mean, it's Shaw, Chuck, Plant. Like, there's so many guys. Grant Fjords. Grant like, Fjord, where does, back, Yeah, like, yeah. where does, where does, <laughs> like, where does Flurry rank? I think he's a, a top 10 goalie of all time. Nice. So, so beside Brodor, who, who would be your number one? Is it Patrick Wah? I, I think it's Patrick. I think Patrick's so St. Patrick, what he did in the playoffs, especially his rookie year in 86. Like, he didn't know what he was. And then again in 93, he did his – and then he goes to Colorado, does it, it does for it. two times. Yeah, does it again. Like, he's just unbelievable. Like, Patrick is – St. Patrick is great. But the Dominator, I mean, look, what the Dominator was – you know, what he did in 98 with the Czech Republic in the, in the Olympics and what he did with Buffalo, bringing that team to – to Stanley yeah. uh, Stanley Cup final, and he wins with Detroit. Like it's just crazy to think like the good goaltending that we've seen. But Mark Andre Fleury for what he did, and it's kind of ironic, right? Because Fleury, so Patrick Waugh's career ends against Minnesota in 2003. Andrew Brunette, the Nashville Predators head coach, scores the game-winning overtime goal in Game Seven. Thirty-six. Full come full circle. Mark Andre's Fleury's idols, Patrick Waugh. Fleury now breaks his record as a member of the Minnesota Wild. So it's kind of ironic. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> Jeremy likes Grant Fear. 
Yeah, yeah Fury was a good, he was yeah. a bad boy, bro. Yeah, he was nice. It really hasn't materialized. So Chris Osgood and Mike Vernon. I mean, look, Ozzy. I mean, look. I'm not gonna put Ozzy in like the top ten goalies <clears> of all time. Like Vernon, you can make a case for what he did with Calgary, and then again in Detroit. Ozzy's underappreciated for what he did in Detroit. Like Vernon went down in '96. Like he came in, he got Detroit all the way, President's Trophy Conference Final. Vernon gets his spot back in 97. Ozzy then has to be the man in 98 when Vernon leaves. They win a Stanley Cup, go back to back. Ozzy's guided them, man. He's a good goaltender. Like, he's underappreciated, no doubt. Like, Mike Richter. Like, to me, I think Richter should get, should get more love than what he gets. Um, probably should be in the Hall of Fame. But, again, it's a different era of goaltending. <clears throat> That's fair with it there. Let's talk here. Trade deadline, I believe, is coming up as well. Uh, yeah, March eighth, March March eighth, a oh, yeah. little bit of ways away. So we got That's not coming up. Here. We got two months, baby. We got two months. We got a while. It does come uh, quick because there's going to be stuff that happens before the trade deadline. Correct. Correct. Leading up to it here, Monahan. Is it Monahan? Uh, Monahan. 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 Monahan, I can help you with this can pan and be impactful. Who, who could Monahan be impactful for? Look, so again, uh, Kent Hughes had a media conference today. Uh, Montreal Canadiens general manager, and he, he kind of gave a State of the Union address, and he was asked about um, what's you know his plans are for the trade deadline. Why he kept three goalies? Main, main reason why is at the beginning of the year. A lot of teams need goaltending. Caden Primo had to go through waivers. Teams could have claimed him. Now we saw like hindsight's twenty twenty. Not a lot of guy. A lot of guys went through because cap situation for a lot of the top teams. But he was afraid he was going to lose his you know top prospect goaltender. Um, now he holds all the cards with Jake Allen. He's not going to make a deal unless it benefits him and Jake Allen. And Jake Allen has some no trade protection as well. So. He kind of controls the cards there. As far as Monaghan goes, like it's tough. The player's coming back on a bounce-back situation. Bounce-back year. Last year at this time, he was his name was up in the trade deadline talk. But then he got hurt, so that kind of went away. He's playing well. Uh, he's playing well with this young Canadians group. He came back, took a one-year prove-it deal. Teams like Colorado. Colorado was connected with Sean Monaghan last year because they needed depth down the middle. Need a second-line center. Uh, Boston needs a second line center. I doubt Montreal makes the trade in division or with their rival Boston Bruins to give them a one-up on them. I doubt that happens. But Bruins are sniffing around. But I think logically, I think Colorado makes a lot of sense. You know, with McKinnon's there, you have Drouin. I think Monaghan would fit with that kind of team. But then again, they could do nothing because, as Kent Hughes said, he's not going to just trade him to trade him. He's going to want something. Like, he's got the asking price for the goaltenders. The asking price for Monaghan is high. The asking price for their defenseman is high. So, unless something really, like, fancies him, it's going to, you know, it's going to take some work to get him to move a guy like Monaghan. But he's playing his way to, and his trade value continues to go up with his play. I think it's a little early to f speculate on if his time is over in Montreal. But, again, it comes down to what teams are offering for him. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
stretch that had their job. I have no other hockey question. Yeah, right the now. Eagles. The Eagles are getting exposed, Joe. No, it's twenty-five it's to nine. Bad. Yeah, it's. it's and they have a, uh, I don't know, Johnny, you saw it, they have a safety as well. Jim, yeah, before yeah. we get out of here, I just got a quick, uh, quick, uh, some quick wrestling uh, questions for you. Um, is the Royal Rumble in two weeks? Right? Is it in two weeks? <laughs> two weeks, yeah. The twenty seventh. Yes, it's Saturday, right? Yeah. Nah, son of a bitch. That's when my mom's going to be here. She's not going to let me watch Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you. I have to. I have to watch something else. <laughs> And my mom will. I, I could already hear my mom just <laughs> as I'm trying to watch the Royal Rumble. My wife is. She'll let me sit down and watch it, but my mom will not. That's for damn sure. So I, I don't even want to get it. Uh, but Jim, who's your who is your favorite to win the Rumble? Uh, is it Cody Rhodes? Is it CM Punk? I, to me, I know he's not going to win it, but right now I am infatuated with one Drew McIntyre. He is this new uh, heelish. I don't know what you know that blurring of the lines. I'm all in on Drew McIntyre. I don't think you. I mean, I would love, I would love for Drew to win the Rumble with like the fans and get his time at Mania with the fans that he deserves. But I feel like it's set up for Punk, right? It's set up for Punk to win the Rumble. Like they're gonna give him everything he didn't get when you know back in the day. So, but you don't think it's Cody who has to finish the story? What story? It's gonna be rock and roman at Mania. So <laughs> is it gonna be is it gonna be rock and roman at Mania or is that el- el- elimination chamber? Because Roman it- is not advertised for the elimination chamber. They have not advertised him. He's, they said he's not even working it. Oh wow! So it is gonna be wow. rock and roman. unless they push it a year. Like they could this 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 could all be a setup for now. And then they can like do it next year, <laughs> like they did with the Cena and yeah. in, in the Rock, right? Yeah, that could be, could be. I don't because the Rock. They said the Rock's got a lot of engagements around Royal Rumble, the AF, whatever the American football is, whatever the XFL is now. Like that, he's part owner. Uh, kicks off like the very next weekend, you know. So who knows uh, what what happens there? It'd be interesting. Uh, I am infatuated though with the, I like this new Drew McIntyre that we're getting with its. Kind I, of I really am. I really like it too because he's really kind of blurring the lines. It's kind of a throwback character to what we've seen in the past. Like he's kind of blurring the lines of is this is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Like what is he? Um, he's like a lone wolf type thing too. So I I like it. Yeah, I'm all aboard, and I'm all aboard for uh, the the four the fatal four way Roman. Uh, you, there's no chance they're taking the title off of Roman at Royal Rumble, right? This is all a setup to make us think that this is hey, he he's got to he's gonna drop the title or or who takes the pin? He's not gonna stack if he stacks up all four guys. Jesus, you just killed all four of them. I feel like. Well, they did that at Mania. He did the the double stack of Edge and um Brian Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. So it's like all right. So are we going to revisit that again and pin three? I think I think AJ is going to take the pin. He's going to be the one that eats it because I think you got to protect Randy and LA Knight. And speaking of uh, AJ, TNA seems like it is back in full swing. Uh, Nick Nemeth is showing up there as well, uh, aka Dolph Ziggler. Like it seems like TNA is starting to try to re- revitalize their their program now too. Yeah, they are. I mean, Nick Nemeth was there. You had, over the weekend, Osprey took on uh, Josh Danielson, too. Okada was there, wrestled. 
Um, even uh, Trinity had her final match. Naomi at Hard to Kill. Bailey and Sasha Banks were up in a crowd watching. Uh, pictures leaked of them being there. So that was kind of cool to see. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of great wrestling going on right now uh, throughout all the companies. And whether whatever you like, you, you like. And whatever you don't, all right, that's fine. Don't watch it then. But everything's going well for all these companies. Like, it's it's really nice to see. Like, like I've said it before. I'll say it again. And, you know, maybe this is put on, you know, my headstone or in a, in a journal that I write. Like, don't take this era for wrestling for granted, right? Because, like, it's going to pass us by and we're going to just be like, if there's one company, you're going to be like, what the hell happened? Like, we had all this stuff and we just, like, bickered too much about it. Like, there a, is a lot. Don't get me wrong. There's a ton of stuff on, but like enjoy what you want to enjoy, but keep an eye on the other stuff because there's a lot of good wrestling. Like if you like that, there's a lot of good wrestling because you never know who's going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Hey, Jim on your tombstone, is going to say the insider, the outsider of the insiders and don't, uh, don't take this wrestling for granted. Uh, this era for great. Yeah, I, I like it. A, a great, great era of wrestling. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll put that on. We'll, we'll put that on their headstone. So yeah, don't take it for granted. I mean, look, look. I mean, it, it's a, um, you know, like I said, like everybody bickers about all this wrestling stuff and what's going on and this and that. It's like, okay, but why? Just enjoy it. Like, who cares? So what? You don't like AW or you don't like TNA? Okay, fine. So what? There are people out there that yeah. do. So let them enjoy it. We let we enjoy WWE. Okay, it's fine. We let you I enjoy never that. Yeah, the tribalism is insane to me in wrestling. It's so right? bad. Like it's so ugly. It's ridiculous. Like, but you know, it's like that. I mean, look, it's crazy because like at the like at the Leafs game like the other night like. It was it was great to watch like the Leafs play in like Colorado and you see like teams like people screaming at like McKinnon says he sucks. I'm like I, I like I look down from the press box. I'm like, what? He sucks. Like, are you watching the same game I am? This guy's the MVP of the league. How does he suck? Like, please tell me how he sucks. Because he's not on their team or he's not doing yeah. exactly what they want him to do right at that moment or something like that. Exactly. That's like it's crazy. Like it, it's just like knucklehead fan. Well, the best mm -hmm. was yesterday. I was taking a I was taking a stroll around and I saw a dude with a Cowboys hoodie on, and I was like, "Yo, so how about them Cowboys? They're like this team you're watching right now." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, that, I, it, it occurred to me. I I said this. <clears throat> um, I was at the gym today. I had a Packers, my Packers hoodie on. And he's like, you a Packers fan? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm a Cowboys fan. I was like, oh, shit. Sorry about it. And uh, <laughs> he, he goes, he goes, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all beat us. He's like, Jordan loves pretty good. I said, yeah. He tried to say like, to kind of discredit the Packers about how the Cowboys played. But I was like, yeah, I'm, I was like, we, we kind of took it to you. He's like, man, I'm only 26 years old. I ain't never seen the Cowboys win anything. It dawned on me. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like every Cowboys fan I know is like my age or older, so like they remember somewhat of the glory years, the early nineties. There's kids out there that have no idea like that the Cowboys were good at one time, and they've had to go through the struggle. I was like, "Oh, sorry about it." I said, "You can blame." In my head, I was like, "Just blame the older generation because y'all couldn't have nothing nice, and y'all had to be America's team and blast everybody." Now, now all these poor kids who are Cowboy fans. 
They, they ain't won shit. No, they haven't won shit. They haven't won shit. They continue to choke in the playoffs. Like I said, they're the Toronto Maple Leafs of the NFL. They have, they. I mean, like, think about it. Like, you think about it. Like, I was, we were saying tonight, I'm like, like, going into the playoffs, yeah, you're eight, you were 16 and 0 over the last two seasons at home. Don't mean shit come the playoffs. I'm like, who did, like, when was the last time they won a, a home playoff game? They've only like, won would, one playoff game since, since 95. Really 95. Yeah, since yeah. 96. Since the last Super Bowl win, uh, they only have one playoff win. So, like, that's really bad. Like, that's Toronto Maple Leafs level bad. Like, the Toronto Maple Leafs have one series win, and it was last year since 2004. They have not won a Stanley Cup since 1967. That's mm. levels of Toronto Maple Leafs bad. And I love Leaf fans. And, look, I hope one day they figure out a way to do it because they have a lot of issues. Look, Matthews is great. Marner is great. Nylander is great. Tavares is great. Riley, like, they have all this stuff, but again, you're putting so much money in your offense. Like they have issues defensively. They need a stud defenseman. They need a stud goaltender. It will be interesting what Marner's contract will be. Will they bring back Tavares? If they do, it's going to be on the cheap. So it's it's like so like fascinating because they're like the team like everybody really roots for. They hate. It's like the Cowboys. It really is. <laughs> Because the Cowboys offseason is going to be so interesting. Does Mike yeah. McCarthy get fired? Does Bill Belichick come in? The, who is it? Hard, the, who who do they bring in as their uh, coach? The Falcons have just uh, confirmed that they have finished their uh, their interview with Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. So if McCarthy gets canned, you know Jerry's going to make a call. I don't. I said this last night. It doesn't make sense for Bill to go there. I said it's too ego. Ego driven people. Bill, I mean, Bill ran out Jimmy Johnson. You know what I mean? Like he, like, or not Bill, but uh, Jerry did. Like, but maybe Jerry know. needs that again because they haven't won since. He, outside of Barry Switzer, who took Jimmy Johnson's team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, right. The Cowboys haven't won without a coach like that. No, they haven't. I mean, he had Bill Barcells there for a little bit at the end of his career, but I mean, that didn't. I mean, know, Bill's but, teams did well, but again, it's, it's, Jerry likes to be, if Jerry, the Je if Jerry Jones, the owner, can fire Jerry Jones, the general manager, and let Bill Belichick like do everything, Cowboys might actually have a chance. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Man. It's a, it's a well, Jerry that's a, that's move. A great, that's, that's a great comparison, though. Yeah. It, it, it's a Jerry move, though. Yeah, it's a Jerry move. I think Jim Harbaugh's more of a Jerry move, or Mike Rabel. Jim I mean, Harbaugh's like going to be the same thing. Jim Harbaugh's going to want complete control. He's not going to want to be the GM, I don't think. He might want to over no. some certain player choices, but he won't want to be the GM. No, but again, it's... Yeah, but does he a, want to deal with Jerry Jones? I don't know if a lot of people want to deal with Jerry Jones. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. Have, having press conferences right after the game outside the locker like the room issue, every, every Sunday no on, on a like, radio no show every Monday. Like, oh, if I was... Radio, it was the radio station. <laughs> look, if I, was, if I was interviewing for the Cowboy job and I was a coach, I kind of pulled the Eric Bischoff thing. Like when Ted Turner asked him, like what I what did he needs to like beat WWF? Well, give me prime time on Monday. I'd be like, well, what do you want? If they asked the question, well, what do you think we need to succeed? I'd be like, Jerry, you need to be not be the general manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for that. Like, yeah. That's, I mean, I'm with that. Yeah, I mean, like, 
It's a ballsy thing. I, I mean, to just say, stay in the press box. Just stay in the box and don't yeah, ever just come stay down. In a, yeah, yeah, just yeah, stay in a just, box just, and don't ever come down. Just write like, the checks and just yeah, yeah. write the checks and, and just, just shut up. Like write the checks and <laughs> shut up. Like don't say a damn thing. Travis Kelsey looked like he was crying on the sidelines. It might be his, not Travis Kelsey, but Jason Kelsey. Yeah. He looked like he was tearing up on the sideline. He might have just played his last NFL game, folks. I mean, look, the Bucs are exposing a weak Eagles defense tonight. Like oh, they, every... couldn't tackle him. they couldn't tackle him all game. Look, think about this. This game should be like 40-something to nine if Mike Evans could catch the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, Mike, two, Mike Evans had NBA teams today. Yeah. Like, through his hands, legit were touchdowns. Like, Baker couldn't have thrown those balls any better. Like, yeah. those were not on Baker Mayfield at all. Well, and usually Mike, and Mike Evans is pretty sure-handed. Just one of them days for Mike. Yeah, uh, I Jim, know. We appreciate you joining us and, uh, you know, sharing your always hockey knowledge and everything else. We'll catch you next week, brother. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you, bro. We'll, we'll talk to you Thanks, again. Thanks, Jim. Right, we'll Have see a good you. the legendary you. man that is Jim Berenger, baby. Yes, sir. Boys, let's get our uh, final thoughts and uh, a super wild card weekend. I mean, the Bucks are still fucking passing it on them. They're just fucking. Yeah, they're, they're trying. They're trying to put it on them. Remember, yeah. the Bucks and Philly Good. have had that history. Yeah. for for a while. Yeah. So. Good. Put it Baker, on. Baker, 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 trying to make Baker. a statement here. Too, Tampa man. Bay will be headed to uh, to Detroit next Sunday. So the matchups are set. Mm. Um, in the AFC, you got the one seed. On Saturday, the Ravens playing in the early game. Ravens and four thirty uh, Texans. Yep. Uh, yeah. Four thirty uh, or three thirty Central. Texans. Three thirty Central. Three thirty our time. Gotcha. Texans okay. and then the seven o'clock games. My Packers and forty. Boys, I'm gonna be seated. Like I got done coaching on Saturday. I'm gonna get done coaching. Got to hurry up home. Finish watching the Texans game. And then I'm going to sit down and watch the Packers game. That's going to lead me right into UFC 294, whatever, 298 or oh, whatever. That's that true. Are. You got back-to-back-to-back. Yeah, back-to-back event there. So I'm going to be up till midnight. So, uh, by God, that's you know. Great for you. Yeah, watch it. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. It's an energy <laughs> drink, so I'm about to – the fight starts so I can stay up and watch them. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Nice. But then – so back to the – then we got – so we got the Packers 49ers at 7 on su- Saturday – Wake up Sunday. You got uh, the AFC game. I think is first. The Chiefs no, Bills. Oh, Chiefs Bills are the late game. They're, they're at six thirty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then at uh, seven o'clock, or before in the afternoon game is uh, Lions and Bucks. So, Lions better be careful on that one, there, man. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I would expect I would expect the Lions to win that game, but. I mean that 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 Tampa Bay defense, man. They they're gonna be ready to go. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, two different styles. I mean, how about that? How about two quarterbacks who, at one point or another, fans, the media, coaches wrote off Jared mm-hmm. Goff and and Baker uh, Mayfield, Baker Mayfield yep. playing against each other. Both former number one picks. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be interesting. I mean, Baker's man. on his like fourth team. I mean, Scott's yeah, on yeah, fourth team in like two years and shit too. That was crazy. Just, uh, but now I'm, I mean, I'm I'm happy for you. Know, say Tampa Bay and Mike Evans and Todd Bowles and yeah, Todd and Bowles, the guy was on the hot seat. Yeah, know? he was on he was on the hot seat just a few weeks ago. 
<laughs> won the division. I, I mean, I knew they were going to crush the Eagles. There, I don't know how anybody – I couldn't pick the Eagles to win the, this the, game. The Eagles were limping in, man. They lost five of the last six going into the, into the playoffs. Um, lost the, the the East, lost home field. You know what I'm saying? They just they're just not yeah. playing. Hey, well, they man. went like your Dolphins. They had, they were at the chance to win the one seed and then just mm-hmm. kept on losing. Yeah, right. not the playoffs. I mean, they they actually ended the season worse than the Dolphins yeah. did as far as record is concerned. But yeah, it's it's crazy how quickly you can go from you know top dog to just <clears throat> just people talking about a, a possible hot seat for Nick Sirianni, which is wild considering he, he, he just came off a Super Bowl appearance. He loses nine games next year, or like they go like seven and nine. He only wins seven games next year or some shit. He could be fired. That's crazy. If they start out, if they start out like zero and four, zero and zero and four, he's he'll be fired. You think so? He, a one win in your last what? Yeah, one win games. in your last ten games. Yeah, jeez, yeah. oh, that's hey, that's, that's pretty bad. That ain't fireable. That ain't fire, yeah. especially in a yeah. place like Philadelphia. Right. Yeah, and especially coming off, you know, what I'm saying going to the Super Bowl. Hey, and, there's a guy right there holding yeah. up a sign that says "Fire Sirianni." I, I don't get that. I, I don't get the firing now. Like, like tell him to fire him now. No. You just went to a Super Bowl a year right, ago. Right, right. Yeah, both your coordinators think, left town. Right. I, has AJ – I asked this question to the guys last night, uh, Tanner. I'll ask you real quick before we get out of here. AJ Brown played his last game as a Philadelphia Eagle. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't know where he's going. Don't know what they'll do with him, but – like he's he's obviously very upset with whatever the hell's going on, which we all know. It's a lot to do with the coaching style. It's a lot to do with the egos in the front office. So, on top of his big ass ego as well. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say he's done. And we could be seeing the last of. I mean, they got some veterans that could be retired. Fletcher Cox, twelve years. Jason Kelsey, thirteen years. Lane Johnson was like 12, 11 years. Lane that was, Johnson, right? He's been around for a yeah. bit too. Yeah. Brandon Graham, like those guys, might to be completely different, completely yeah. different. Next, they could be a worse team, really. You know, I mean, last year might have been their peak. You know what I mean? As far as like that unit, and now they're. Yeah. It, I mean, they 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 had every opportunity last year too. They just, you know, what I'm saying they couldn't, they couldn't make that one key stop. They, they had um, the lead. Yeah. I just so I don't know I don't know what happened though. That's the question. Like. To me, it's like, man, how do you go from they were ten and one at one point, and then you finish out one and six, or one and five, the rest of the way, one and six, at, you know, including the playoffs. I mean, I can't say that I watched a lot of their games, but they, you know, they got they got beat down in a lot of those games too. It's not like they just. It, it seems like, like even the media not. doesn't even know. Like they're like, well, Hertz hasn't played great. He seems to be banged. I mean, they got some injuries, but. Everybody's Jeez. banged up at this point. Yeah, yeah. everybody's yeah. banged up right here. I don't know, everybody's man. That's that's you know, that's that's why when you when you have an opportunity and you're there, you gotta try to make the most of it, man. You never know what's gonna happen next year. Yeah, just like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, you got any uh final thoughts before we get out of here? No, nah, man, had a had a fun time on the show. It was nice talking to, to Jonathan and Jim, of course. Um, Jonathan, again, sorry for what the Yankees did to you when you were a kid. Uh, obviously, you <laughs> haven't gotten over that. Um, but, um, no, nah, it was nice talking to them. I hope he feels better. It's, uh, it's fun to be on the show with you guys, Scott. I hope you get better, Scott. And Sam, 
hope the move is going uh, a little smoother today and uh, looking forward to, to Thursday's show when we do our, our we're doing our awards, right? For the year on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll try. Look, look, <laughs> looking forward to doing that show. Um, disappointed with, with my team, obviously, this past weekend, but overall, um, not the best of games, like you mentioned, you know what I'm saying, except for that Detroit Rams game. But uh, looking forward to next week, man. Some interesting matchups next week, some young quarterbacks. Uh, trying to trying to keep going with what they've started in, in their first uh, first starts with with Love and CJ Strauss It's going to be interesting to see what they could do against the number one teams, um, Kansas City, Buffalo in Buffalo for the first time in Patrick's career having to go on the road. That should be an interesting one. And then you got Detroit. Can they win two in a row uh, against a Bucks team that just beat the, beat the hell out of the, the Eagles? So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun weekend next weekend. So looking forward to that and. Looking forward to the show on Thursday. Hey, real quick, uh, before you got Tanner goes, Baker Mayfield, Bucks got to bring back Baker, right? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I listen to the, you know, I, I live in that area, so I hear a lot of their their sports talk stuff, and there was a lot of talk about that too. So they'll they'll probably give him like a, I think they said something about a two year contract yeah, that's, that's or something like, two, like that. Yeah, give probably, like a two year deal. probably give Bowles the same thing and kind of, they'll kind of be like locked at the hip, those two, and see what happens over the next couple of years. But I mean, God, yeah, what that, they, I mean, they, they, they could go they, in they, and, they, and get to the yeah, NFC championship. I was about to say, if they go on a little bit of a run here, then you never know. You know what I'm saying? But, um, I'm Tampa Bay. I mean, they're, they're pretty. They're they're happy with the fact of where they've gotten. I mean, I'm sure they're going to be ecstatic tomorrow after this game tonight. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I think he'll he'll get at least a two year deal. Um, they 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 seem to love him down here. You know what I'm saying the fans love him down here. Um, the team seems to be happy with him. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I would anticipate him getting at least a two year deal from them. Tanner, any final thoughts here? Just looking ahead here, 2016 draft uh, was uh, Jared Goff, 17, Mahomes. Uh, and uh, now you got 2018 as well, Josh Allen, Mark Jackson, Baker Mayfield, all playing in the playoffs. Uh, right there with Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. Uh, yeah, Jordan and Love. Jordan Love. Was, uh, tons of young guys, tons of, you know, within the last, what, six years, seven years now? If they, uh, well, this is the first playoffs that doesn't have uh, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning in it since 1998. That's just insane. That's just that's, insane. That's ridiculous. Thank so, God. Uh, Thank God for hey, some new blood, man. It's for real. That. Sa- Saturday is going to be fun, guys. It's going to be fun. It it's, I think it's going to be it very is. entertaining. Uh, I'm not expecting really any blowouts. I'm expecting just a lot of fun ball here yeah, as we get ready for championship week the following week. So. Uh, we'll see exactly what happens there. Other than that, just want to promote the the channel, the shows that are going on right now. Uh, yep. You know, just phenomenal work from everybody. Uh, you know, we finally got some more brand shows established there. Uh, as you'll see there, Allen shows are established now. Um, make sure you guys check him out. 101 AP, uh, Star Talk, and then soon to be Rangers Report joining there. Yankee, uh, uh, Johnny Cruz has his Yankee stuff coming into play. Uh, here yep. shortly, he has his aqua and orange, uh, mm-hmm. and then of course, uh, let's talk sports show. So, and then Nick out here with the head kicks and haymakers, and uh, and probably more for him coming out, I'm sure, eventually. Here, so as we round down NFL season, 
Um, but yeah, it's lots of cool brand shows. You can check out the playlist uh, on the Let's Talk Sports YouTube homepage. Just go out and find it. We got we talk about everything, and we talk about yep. everything. So it's out there. Yep. It's a good time. Good yep. time. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to uh, as football season winds up. We're gonna have to brush up on our basketball and catch up. I know you guys are a little bit more LinkedIn than I am, but uh, not by uh, much. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, not. <laughs> not, not that much, Same. not that much Same. more, bro. But Same. but we'll but we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll play it off. off like, and we'll play ready. it off like we do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get ready for college, college yeah. basketball right around the yeah. corner, March Madness. So still a lot to come here on the Let's Talk Sports shows. We'll be talking about it all. Uh, you know, so uh, we're gonna have to do something big for college basketball. Like if we all we all put our bracket in, and we should all oh, like yeah. there should be yeah. some sort of wager or something uh, with us five. So can't all wait right. for that. Um, yeah. We should definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, have That'd to wager wager in something <laughs> something some sort of wager. So have to be on the line. So yeah, we'll uh, have to do that, something. Yeah, with that being said, it's been another great show, the Let's Talk Sports Show. Uh, for Johnny, Tanner, myself, uh, we'll catch you back. We'll be back Thursday night, uh, 8 o'clock Central, 9 Eastern. We'll talk. We'll break down all the playoff games. We'll give out our awards for the season. And, uh, yeah, so last week we tried to do that, but we got – I mean, we spent two hours talking fucking fired coaches. So, you know, it's just, it is what it is. We That's have what a happens, man. That's we what don't happens. follow it, you know what I mean? So who who knows? That's what makes the show. That's the show. Yeah. I mean, another touchdown. I mean, the Bucks are just saying, hey, you know yes. what? You guys feel right. It. They are put they are, yeah, they are not taking the their foot off the gas, which Philly is good. Gone. Good for Philly. Yeah. Good for the good for Baker. Good for the Bucks, yeah. you know, good for Baker. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy for Baker. Everybody wrote that kid off. Yeah. You know what those brands doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Good for Baker. Good for Baker. All right. That's the show. Be a friend, tell a friend, folks. Like, subscribe, Please. share. Hit that outro, baby. One life better pop off with the unite, make a dream job. No nine five, no mean boss, just my life and free thoughts. Could try to play, but you're never gonna be Look the other way, what I'm doing ain't easy. Bloody hands same from the people who deceive me. Bloody hands break through the chains, go free me. People like sheep move feet, hurt it easy. Don't wanna be fast asleep when they see me Better stand tall, ready for a fight, believe me When they try to change, you can say no, free me